Hello and welcome back to the Turn of the Bin podcast. Um, before we start getting into the podcast seriously, I just want to take a moment to reflect on matters that happened last week in the world of rugby league, which was rocked by the news that Paul Green had passed away at the age of 49. The former Cowboys player and coach won the 2015 Grand Final with the North Queensland Cowboys, putting them back on the map. Uh, obviously, pretty devastating news and has rocked the world of rugby league with people like Jonathan Ferguson coming out this week and expressing his love and gratitude towards Paul Green. Um, I think it's just an important time to talk about mental health and how men don't talk a lot around it. Obviously, we we tend to bottle it in as men. We're four men on this podcast and we don't obviously, we don't sit down enough and talk to each other more than we should do. It's something we should start doing more. The support out there for people. Uh, when we post this podcast, I will put links to charities and helplines which you can call if you feel like you need to talk. Um, yeah, just it's important to open up and not ball it in and instead of manning up, talk to your friends. Uh, I know Luke had some things he wanted to say about this topic. Yeah, um, tough one, isn't it? Because um, it can be played off like not many people are probably going for anything, but um, probably more people than you think are. And the whole being a man and not talking about it needs to be getting rid of in our society. So if anyone out there needs to talk, make sure you do because... It will help as opposed to bottling up. You're never going to get anywhere that way. And we don't ever want to have another situation like that happen again, do we? So, No. So sad to see, obviously, you'd think he'd be on top of the world former Queensland coach, but obviously he wasn't and things weren't right for him. And he, if he could, if he had the support out there, which was there, he may still be with us. So you need to talk, make sure you talk, make sure you get out there. And uh, like I said, in the comments of this podcast on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, I will leave links to charities and helplines that can help you. Um, anyway, back to back to the podcast. Um, brilliant week of rugby league for us. Obviously, down under and in and in um, England, some fantastic games of rugby, particularly in Wakefield and in Hull. Um, <laughs> there were some two brilliant, two brilliant games there. But we'll start. We'll, we'll come back to them later. We'll start with the NRL and we'll start with everyone's favourite part of the podcast, the Lance Pod. Um, who would like to go first in this one? I think I'll come to you, Rob, for your Lance Pods. Um, yeah, so this week it's been a tough one. There's some good players uh, this week, so some good for performances, especially by the Titans. George, thought. Thank you. Uh, well, there's a whole thing coming on that bit. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Yeah, uh, but some notable for performances. I thought Cameron started another good game at fullback. I thought Brandon Smith had a really good game, starting to uh, yeah, me too. help the storm. Uh, South's usual suspects, Murray Latrell. Cook had a good game. Sean Lane had another cracker. <laughs> um, but yes, I'd probably go for me one point. I'm going to go Nico Hines. Um, okay. Beat the Tigers 36-12. Just another p- strong performance from him. And he ran over 220 metres for a halfback. It's pretty impressive. Very impressive. Um, my two points, I'm going to give to Mr. Latrell Mitchell. Thought he had a great game, great game against the Eels. Um, Try assist, three line breaks, two line break assists, over 200 metres himself as well. And my three points this week are going to Sean Johnson. Nice. Oh, bit of SJ. Nice, love it. Vintage SJ. Struggling team against a team that have been playing well, we've said, <laughs> over the last few weeks. Um, we don't do. yet, I said this the other week, though, George, you said they're definitely going to finish bottom next year. They won't lose enough games at home. To finish bottom next season. Bro, don't put words in your mouth. I said it's them or <laughs> Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
I'm going to go SJ with me three. Um, brilliant. Go on, Luke. Do you want to give us your freedom? So, um, this week, my honourable mentions, one was Isaiah Yo. I thought he was the only shining light in that Penrith game. Uh, Sam Verrill's got another honourable mention for me. I thought yes. he had one of his better games in a Roosters jersey and looking bright for the Titans. I think someone who's not been mentioned enough recently is having a bigger impact than people re- realise is Cam McInnes at the Sharks. I think yep. him coming off the bench is is uh, big for them. But my actual points-wise, I give SJ one, similar to Rob. Um, back, rolling back the years, SJ getting back, hopefully getting back into some of the form he was years ago. Um, two points went to Amon. I thought it was yeah. the best game Moan's had in a St. George jersey. Finally seeing what he could do. Um, he's got a bright future ahead of him. And then my three points went to uh, Brimson. Yeah. I thought you've got to give some credit to the um, the Titans outfit for that performance this week. Although Manly were pathetic. Um, <laughs> it still was a good a good performance from the, the Titans and maybe a, a bright light for next year. I'm sorry, one of my other... Or mentions obviously was David Fafita as well, one of his better games this year. Nice, nice. Uh, go on, Jake, you do yours. I'll do mine last. Go on. Um, some of my honourable mentions just, that just haven't been mentioned so far. Uh, Cobo picking up, picking up three tries. Thought he played really well. Uh, Haas also did really well in that game. Thought one game that we'll probably get on to is uh, the Warriors Bulldogs game. Yeah. Uh, AFB, Adam Fanua Blake doing really well in that. So Harris, I thought, drove the team well in that. And obviously, SJ. My one point going to Latrell Mitchell. We've already spoke about how well he did this week, so I don't need to tell you. My two points Rob spoke about Titans players doing well. This is a future Titans player, Sam Verrills. Yeah. Did really well, picking up two tries, one try assist, two line breaks, one line break assist, and racked himself. Uh, 35 tackles up as well and my three points seems to be a popular option is uh, Sean Johnson nice could be top by the end of this <laughs> I know yeah um, you've all, do you know what no one, all my honourable mentions have been mentioned I want to like specifically shout out Sam Verrills for dropping his best performance after signing for the Titans obviously <laughs> saving his best when he's coming to us um, so there may be a bit of bias in my picks this week um, do do I don't think it's going to happen they're, well, not all Titans, but it's just, I think, weeks like this come few and far between. So you've <laughs> got to appreciate them. Well, one point is going to a moan, though. I thought was brilliant. He absolutely, I know they didn't win, but he was fantastic for the Dragons. He looked like he could have scored on every attacking set. Really influential for them. And I think having Benny Hunt next to him massively helps him. Uh, my two points is going to Big Dave for Fita. Um just for finally having a good game. Seems to have a good link up with Tanner Boyd. I think we can talk about that later. And then my maximum points, three points, is going to Brimo, AJ Brimson. It was unbelievable. Um, he was, yeah. And that's the, I think that's the Lance pod. I think a couple of us have mentioned the trailer. He might jump to the top. Yeah, he's in some, yeah. in some form. And he's looking, looking dangerous come finals time, that's for sure. He is. Well, don't know, well we won't get to the final leaderboard today, but Drop us a like and a follow on uh, at the Ten in the Bin podcast. Yep. Cool. So, um, we... I've got a bit of a section for us this week. Sorry, Jod. Bit of a trivia section just to mix it up a bit. <laughs> got some cool. questions for um, for you boys on this podcast. Test your knowledge across NRL and Super League. So this cool. one is for our Titans fan podcast. 
What do you say? I said Jake may as well leave now for testing <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yeah. This one is for our Titans fan in the room. Yeah. And like... it is, what year did the Titans enter the NRL? Oh, Ooh. Rob knows it. I feel like it. I feel... Oh, is it 2007? Jake, what do you think? I was thinking more 2009. Rob? I was at 07. Yeah, it's 2007. Oh, nice. what a guess. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is for our Raiders fan on the podcast, Mr. Rob. For, um, so obviously you've got to play Elliot Whitehead in your team, Rob, but which club in Super League did he come from? Callum. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did you know that, John? You look quite shocked then. I, 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 I was blood shocked because I thought it was a trick question because he was he only went to Canada like a year or two, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a trick question, that. This one is for our manly fan, but we'll ask no the pressure first, just in case you know. In case you know put the pressure on with you two both getting yours right. How many <laughs> premierships have manly won? Um, NRL. Uh, Premiership, so I don't NRL only started in like nineteen, it? so I'm not included. It's an all time. Um, I want to go with eight. Rob, six. Go on, John. Oh. And that is. I got seven. Yeah, Jake's right. So, oh. <laughs> no. two two Super League based ones, just for our English fans. Um. So we all know that there's four grand final winning teams in Super League, as embarrassing as that is. But how many clubs have made the grand final? Oh, think about it, right? Catalan and Salford on top of the four. Six. I think I know the answer. Jake, any ideas? Hull, Hull FC got there once yeah. at one point, didn't they? I think the answer is eight. Warrington, yeah. Warrington as well. Hang yeah. on. There must be another one. Did Huddersfield ever get there? Uh, oh, that's a good nine. Oh, yeah, Cass. Of uh, Huddersfield, I'm nine, I'm nine. nine. Lock it in my nine. Mind. Nine, yeah. ten. Yeah. Yep, yeah, it's nine. nine. It's nine. So, yeah, Bradford, obviously, the Bradford Saints, Wigan, Lee's the winners. And then you've got Cass, the infamous one that Hardick got banned before. Yeah. Um, yeah. Catalan that we beat, Salford that we beat, and Hull that we beat. So. Hey, we like ruining people's first answer or traffic, don't we? <laughs> no, yeah. And no one in the whole league hates us. The final oh. question. As we know, the, the Aussies over the other side of the world are a lot better at us than at rugby league. But when was the last time England beat Australia? England, not Great Britain. England. Was it when Thingy got sent off when... Oh, no. No, no, no. Um, I was thinking when Asia... wins probably this one. When was the last time we played Australia? Is it, it must, is it a while ago? I'm going to say... It's not, more, it's not more than 30 years ago. Right, OK. Well, were, we, were we alive? <laughs> I'm going to say 2009. I reckon it can't have been after the 2010s because we've been shit since then. I'm going to go the game when Willie Mason got sent off because just law of averages. What year, what year are you going for? I'm going to say that was like 2004. Jake? That was, that was GP, um, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was. That's why I asked, because I thought we won that game. That's why <laughs> yeah. I asked. I am going to go with 
I'm changing my 2012. Uh, I'm going to agree with Rob. I'm going to go 2012. Can I just stop there? Can I just stop? Can I just stop you? Can I just stop? Is that right, Lee? Can I just... No. Not, no. Honestly, our team in 2012 must have been fucking shite. I can't think of anything worse. We'd probably have had... Um, what's his name? Randy oh, Chase. Randy Chase. But I was just like... thinking, like, if it's not GB... Yeah, it's got to be... Got to be after that, but GB was on for a spell. It is the seventh of October, nineteen ninety-five was the last time. No, it was oh my lord! <laughs> how many times? How bad is that? How many times we I played was... in that time? I don't know. But I was trying was like... to think. Like, can I actually remember watching it? No, we, have we, didn't know. Al- we have never been alive. That England's to be Australia in rugby. Not sure the GB. I've, I didn't look into that. I just no, GB definitely will. GB did. Was it? It was either all three or four when Leon Price was saying he'd rather be in Blackpool Beach than Bondi Beach. <laughs> Um, that was yeah. and that, the Peacock and Willie Mason fight what a fight uh, that was don't know whether you want to do guest to play now or do you want to leave that for later in the podcast um, no go on we'll do it now we'll stick with the quiz theme no, so sticking with the quiz theme we've got a guest to play we're going to get some clues and see if you can get guess who the rugby league player is so clue one I've played for three NRL clubs okay I've won two grand finals in the past ten years one being in the past five years. I'm currently playing and I've represented Fiji and New South Wales. Who Both are grand final wins in the NRL? Yeah. So he's still currently playing and he's Happy representing Fiji. He's, he's got it. What a pluck. Look at that, Rob. Who was it? Happy Carousel. Happy. Oh, unreal. Well, it, was yeah. it was Fijian players. It was either Kick Owl or Carousel. Yeah. Well, to anyone, anyone thinking we don't know our, our stuff on this podcast, that shows that we've got it that quick. Yeah, the Fiji was the place to start, wasn't it? Who did he win his second premiership? Was it South? Or was South. It? South. Yeah. Three teams Manly, South, Penry. Yeah. Two what a game. What a game. I tell you what, actually, any listeners, if you're looking for a quick game to play with your mates in the pub or whatever, <laughs> free clues, guess to play it. We've had, um, like, we play it all the time. Get on it. <laughs> As you can tell by how quick you got that. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, 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 it's sad. But had a bit of practice. Yeah, just a bit, something a bit different for the pod this week. Cheers, Quizmaster. <laughs> um, Cool. Right, well, well should we move into... So we're going to do it a bit different this week. We're not going to break down each game in the big league. We're all just going to talk about what we think are some major talking points in um, the NRL this week, um, etc. I'm going to start, because it's been the... I don't know how many podcasts we're in now. It's might be 11th to 12th. And this is the first <laughs> Titans dub I've been able oh, to sell. I knew you were going to start here. And, and even better, even better, it comes against a fellow telling the been podcaster. <laughs> um, four words wrote down. How about them Titans? <laughs> <laughs> we absolutely steamrolled the Seagulls. Um, looked really good. I think Fafita's come out this week, hasn't he, and said that he loves his combination with Tanner Boyd and he'd like him, like him to stay there at half. But, which I think is a bit weird because that's been basically saying he doesn't like playing with Toby Sexton, but I think that's another conversation. But yeah, just start to finish. We were really good in the middle with no Tino. We steamrolled for the middle. Our back rows, Fermor and Fafita were brilliant. Boyd had a great game. Brimson was unbelievable. I think Jaden Campbell played really well. Just start as a finish, I think we played really well against the, probably against the poor Manly team, but you've got to take it, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, we were 
very poor. I thought our defence was shocking. You could see again that Ruben Garrick just isn't a fullback. Brimo slid past him with ease, didn't he? But the one shining light is I have Brimson on fantasy. He racked <laughs> up a nice little 72 points to get the win over Luke and lift me off bottom of the table, so I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Small club mentality celebrating that win. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, as much as the Titans were good, you've got to look at Manly in this one. They had 55% completion rate. That's one of the worst I've ever seen. That's really poor, isn't it? That was yeah, awful. That's shocking. But fair play to the Titans. I thought they finally looked half decent for a first game this year. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's really not looking good for the Manly, for Manly but- is it? ever since that whole Pride stuff came out. They kind of they won that game, but they fell off. Well, since then. they they didn't cover themselves in glory this week either. Did you no. see all the Menace Fainu stuff? He's a gobshite Olakwatu. Olakwatu. What is he doing? Throwing up the what was it six one for the uh, area code of uh, Sydney and like the gang no, code. Is. I didn't see. Uh, it. Yeah. He, he scored and he threw up the six one um, for the area code where you still live. Do you think they've just Olakwatu especially? as basically just outward himself as homophobic because it's not religious reasons because he's alright with his mate murdering someone but yeah I don't know it's mad, I think he's a stupid fucking rugby player yeah true but they're all at it you've got um, oh. Schuster with um, MF on his wristband and he was putting that up to the camera and stuff like that um, Aloi has been really good mates and backed that Mane Fainu who is he the, the whole time He's a hooker, he's a hooker. He um, came through. I think it was like 2018. Um, do you know? Do you know what he did, Rob? No. He basically he got banned for another reason. What was what was his original ban for? Does anyone know? No. I think it was it was so, I think it was something to do with assault. Um, but then he ended up while he was banned. He he wasn't. He was going to go to judiciary, and he was at the chance of coming back if he was found not guilty but then he stabbed someone while right. out and all these like these three have come out backing him and there's others who've come out backing him I think Fenua Blake is one that's come out backing him it's just it's just ridiculous at this point you've got the pride stuff the other week and now this this week they're just it's ridiculous yeah I was called them out this week hasn't he Who? yeah fair play to Mortala because he's, he's he's quite a big Big sportsman in the world of rugby league at the minute. He always seems to stand up for what's right, doesn't he? And he's quite a young lad, so it's kind of it's fair play to him. Yeah, it's a lot, bit bit rotten at Manly at the moment, isn't it? It's not nice to see. Um, but there were a couple of weeks for the club and the supporters. Uh, and then getting beat by the Titans doesn't really help. Could have happened to a better club. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing I will say. One. Oh, go on, Jake. One thing I will say is obviously not a chance to top eight now. I'm glad for it. Um, it it means Turbo doesn't have a chance of making it back for a finals finish. It means he can have a proper rest, get sorted properly and go into the new season. And I think we just need to sit down, have a look, prepare and go again. Yeah, I'd just like to add that um, it was um, a church leader who he stabbed in the back. <gasps> An idiot. Which doesn't... I don't know, it doesn't change anything. What do you think about next year, Jake? I'll get on to the Titans a bit more in a minute, Jord. But like DC is gonna be 34 next season. Yeah, I mean he's his performances this this year have still been pretty good. Um I was on his back at some points with Turbo being out. Um I thought he had to take this one on the chin though this week. I don't think he, he was 
he was good at all. Um, but he's being paid over a million pounds, isn't he? I think he's the second most paid player in the league behind Cleary. Maybe in a couple of years, you have to look at bringing that down. That's yeah, it's an interesting contract is. I don't know. It's an interesting point you've just brought up there, Jake. Um, because obviously there was a there was a study done. Well, came out didn't it from News Corp about the highest paid players in the league and DC is on one point two mil. And I think also Jake Jaboyevich and Tom are both quite high on that list. I know I know DC is getting on to thirty four. I'm not quite sure how how old Jake and I know Turbo's obviously not that old. Would it be sensible for Manly to start looking at offloading DC by maybe by the end of next year and divide that money a bit more sensibly? Because obviously they're losing foreign as well. I don't know um, how long's left of DC's contract though. He signed like a ten-year deal, didn't he? Also, dead uh, like that. He was he was going to go to the Titans, wasn't he, on a big deal, and then he ended up like backtracking and signing a, a very long-term yeah. deal. It was I just I don't know whether it was it was it ten years. Let's get it up. I get it while you're talking. See how long his contract is. The reason I was asking was because Cooper Cronk retired at 35. Now, like, how many years has DC got left in him? At th- Are you going to have to start planning to re- for replace him? Because there must be a drop-off at some point you, in your 30s. You've definitely got to start planning to replace him. Uh, I think he's still playing um, origin football at the minute. He's like yeah, a... He's, he's, He's probably going to play for Australia in the World Cup this year. I I just think that there is at some point there will be maybe a rapid decline. So you've got to start thinking and planning ahead for the future. Yeah, just even if someone he's just you started finding a young halfback now that you could bed in with Cherry Evans before he decides to pack it up. Hey, well, there's someone out there that you can get. We'll give you Toby Sexton. <laughs> and we'll I'd rather just... not, thanks. Uh, and I love Turbo. <laughs> so on uh, DC's I don't contract, think they'll go for that. <laughs> so DC signed an eight-year deal in 2015. Yeah, so take him to the back. To, took, which would take him um, back in the next year. Until 2020, under 2023. But then this year, he signed an extra two-year deal. Oh. Taken to 2025 with an option for 2027. Oh, provided he, stay, he stays fit. Geez. So He's like, 38 that, years old. That was, that, that was yeah, taking close to 40. It's not yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, you did say provided he stays fit. I hope that's yeah, a, like, that's not a... Extend the deal to four years should the halfback remain fit and continue to perform at high level. But who's going to decide that? The Manly decide that. Yeah, Manly will decide. Well, he's not going to decide it, is he? Manly will, will, of course, decide that. Well, I thought it was interesting because Clark did then post a few weeks ago. He said it was like best top 10 players at each age. At each yeah. age. And above 31, it was pretty, like, sparse. Do you know what I mean? It's sparse. I find it now while you're talking, but, yeah, it's very sparse. If they've offered that even as, like, a clause in the contract, they must be pretty confident he's looking after himself. Yeah. Yeah, To be fair, halfback's probably one of the positions that you could last a bit longer in. Just thinking of, like, pure athletically, you could just... But I'm trying to think of, like, halfbacks now. Like, Sean Johnson looks finished. He's 31. Yeah. That's true, actually, but he, may, he could have, he could have sit, just kicked, just become that sort of organising half for the rest of his career, maybe. Yeah, well, so I've just, so I've just got up um, this finger that Clarky put up, and 
it's uh, best NRL players age 33 or over, and there's nine players, and there's nine players age 33 or over. And if you look at those, if you look at those nine players, they include Kevin DeGrand, who's off Super League, <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Protner, who's about to retire. Uh, as another topic to talk about, thank fuck he's retiring. I'm not mm. going. I'm glad I was going to say that when you stop talking. I'm, I'm glad no one is really stupid enough to sign him. That's the thing about how good he is and he was our fucking captain. Anyway, um, but yeah, you've got them. And then there's there's a few back, there's a few front rowers, Tamo, Roy Hargreaves, Bromwich, Tolman, Fafita, are all on the back end of their careers. And then Jake Granville. So the idea of DC going to 38 is pretty ridiculous, really. That's why I think it's an interesting topic because he's clearly still at the top of his game. Like, I mean, he wasn't this week, but he's still playing at Origin. And I just wonder when that when that sort of drop will happen and will it be soon? How old will be? And how old Sam Smith play till? I would say 37. So, I mean, if you can play hooker, which is quite demanding in the middle, till a decent age, uh, maybe maybe you could play a halfback at that, till that age as well. It just all depends how he's looking after himself and how Manly manage him. Um, and his training over the next couple of years, doesn't it? Because like we've already said, he's still playing at a very high level, so there's no need to panic just yet, but um, well, so, we'll see how he goes. So Cam Smith's 39, and I think that means he, so he retired when he was 37. Yeah. And, he, and, and he still went out at the top of his game, Cam Smith. He may not have been the player he was five years ago, but he was still an unbelievable player. And Roby's so 36. And he, and he looks like he's going to get next year. So you can go to that age and still be at the top of your game and they're both hookers as well so. I don't know if Harv's just playing that I don't know yeah yeah, suppose, yeah but Harv's aren't, aren't in the middle as much um, you know they're not, they're not they're not making as many tackles they're not you know do you know what I mean like hooker is very demanding and I know Roby's not really making a hooker anymore it could be if he, he wanted him to be but we choose not to while Cam Smith was still playing 80 minutes of hooker wasn't he yeah, it's interesting. We'll see what happens. I don't think anyone's talked about this at the moment, though, so I just thought, thought it'd be an interesting topic. I think um, when Cam Smith retired as well, we all, all expected him to carry on for another year. Yeah, true. Well, and Roby's on about, been on about retiring, and he looks like he's going to go on for another year. So it's, a, it's probably how you, how, you all, it's how you feel, probably mentally and physically, isn't it? Because I think James Graham went on to was quite old as well. Yeah, yeah, true. True. But I think we should go back onto the Titans, to be fair, because we've not really spoke about you boys, George. Um, you mentioned before about Tanner Boyd and Fafita, the little partnership they've got going on. Yeah, they well well yeah, they but they play well. I think Tanner Boyd's playing well in himself, actually. I was a I was actually a big advocate for him playing nine at the start of the year. I think that was just to make your own Clark didn't play nine, to be honest. But <laughs> I um I was an advocate for Tanner Boyd to play nine, but actually he stepped in at halfback and he's playing quite well. Um, and from what, I, what I've gathered this week is that he actually has played junior footy with David Fetus. So they've got some sort of connection through the ages. Um, and they're now it's now shining in the NRL and he's and he's said, please keep him there. So if Tanner Boyd is unlocking David Fetus, then you pay him half a mil. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, know what I mean? you, keep, you keep him there. So they have a good connection going. I just think, when David Fafita can be bothered, he's the most destructive back row in the league. It's just when he can be bothered. 
Well, I actually said to you off podcast earlier in the week, um, if I can find what I'd said. So, David Feater, poor season, right? We, on our, we'd all say it's been an average season for David Yeah, Peter. definitely. So, on average, second most metres of any back rower, as well as top three back rower for Top three back row on average for line breaks, try assists, and tackle breaks. So you know maybe his hand standards are just so high that he's setting himself up for. I think scored, yeah, he scored seventeen tries last year, didn't he? So it's like the drop off at this season might not look as good. I mean, he's obviously been not as good, and he's been, he's yeah. gone missing in spells. But like stats doesn't show everything, but the stats show that he's still one of the top back rowers in the game. Yeah, I think he's still doing the normal stuff that a player in his position would do. Maybe week in, week out, sometimes he goes hiding a little bit. You, you just sometimes miss that big play that you're expecting of him each week yeah, yeah. and he, he he doesn't make it and then you think, oh, Fita's had a quiet one, but it's just because he's not made that big play that you're expecting. Do you think it's because you know how good he can be as well? It's, it's, like, it's like a case of like, you watch him and like you know when he's like has a shit carry, doesn't like and like you can be anything you want to be if you had your mindset which is a little bit better sometimes. I, I think that's a bit of a problem with him. I think it's just frustrating that... when you watch him walking around, not really looking <laughs> interested, like interested. And then, you know what? I think if we, when you're on a team with someone like Tino, Tino every week for us tops that uh, Telstra high intensity tracker. Like put he, he puts his heart in sleep every time he plays for him. And if I was someone like David Feater who earns a similar money to him, I'd be like. This guy's going for it and he's going to do it as well. But I think the only person who ever really goes with Tina when he when he puts a shift in is Bo Fermo. But he I, needs think, I think with Fafita though, it definitely benefits him where he has like spells of like on and then off because he's probably not yeah. got the cardio. He's not got the cardio to do what Tino is go for like 60 minutes all out. It's almost like a boxer, isn't it? Having like rounds off to just get some energy yeah. back and then he has his spurt and then like, yeah, the way- form is completely different. Yeah, but the way like the way Theater plays, you can't do that every single carry. But I think there's you, he can go weeks where he doesn't do it once, and you're like, but you can't be yeah. on, on fitness. Um, bro, you know what? If Tanner Boy's a secret, keep him there. I like Toby Sexton, but if if, you, if if one of your best strike players prefers someone at seven, keep him there. I don't know. I don't know that I'm buying the whole Tanner Boy thing. <laughs> I does, does it's for you look, I like Tanner... actually like him. <laughs> Or is he just trying to give him some confidence? I think they're just mates from, like George said, from playing as kids. So whether it's just like, yeah, keep me mate in the in the team. I think as well, like you were saying before about Fafita not being able to do it for a full game. His whole game is based on explosiveness, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So and it's a lot of whether he can people have to get him in a certain positions and yeah, maybe if Toby Tanavoid can carry on doing it, maybe he is the answer, but I don't I'm not buying it personally. He just scary bastard for feet when he gets going. When he brought that line the other day, he's so quick. Like she was still just she still like a dickhead, didn't he? She yeah. got put on his ass and then he carried Saab over the line. Just <laughs> absolutely. And they're two big blokes themselves. Yeah. Crazy. You know, it couldn't have happened to two worse blokes, actually. Saab and uh Come on, called? there's nothing wrong with Saab. She's... Oh, didn't, he, Saab didn't wear the pride thing yeah. either, so both of them get fucked as far as that. Not anymore. He's the well, He's done his ACL, so maybe it's calm. Yeah, there you go. ACL, unlucky pal. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting whether, like, obviously, Manly season's finished now. Do you just lob Schuster in the house for next year now? Your season's finished, Jake, or do you just keep playing for another guy who's leaving? 
Um, I, I, you know what? I, I wouldn't even bother playing him in the halves at this point. I'd keep four in there, finish the season off, let him have a pre-season training there. You don't even know what the plan is. I think they've said they've promised him a half-back position, so you can only assume that that's where he'll be. Just let him have a pre-season there, let him get settled. Don't bother throwing him at the deep end at the end of the season here. You know he signed six for man next year, don't you? Bill Walker. <laughs> oh, bet, best not be. It definitely happening. I'm going to go out a limb and say my, my, my prediction for next season is Schuster at six is a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I just with this whole attitude and everything, like I just don't think it's going to work. Yeah. I'd be looking at me lips on the outside back from those um, no-look passes. <laughs> oh, he does them all the time, doesn't he? Yeah, when, he when he first came in the team, I loved it. And now I think every single time, if he does that on Adokar's wing, yeah. he's gone. <laughs> He's I think Desi Hasler hates him. I, do I mean, there must be a reason. that He doesn't seem to have the right attitude, does he? But just as I was saying, when you said you'd keep foreign, I don't see the benefit for Manly this now of you playing foreign because your season's finished. What are you gaining from playing foreign for the rest of the year? I think you might as well give Schuster some minutes under his belt, see what he can do. It's similar to um, the Knights playing Milford. I don't see the benefit of that either. Both of your seasons are finished. You may as well just try and see what's going to happen next year. Yeah, you're probably right, but do you see it happening? No. No, I don't either. I just don't get it. It's like, and like how, how, avoid the spoon, even though the miles away from it. True, true. Here's one. Um, what was everyone's favourite game this week? What was everyone's game of the week? Ooh. Well, I've, do, do you need to response to that? Or... I, uh, yeah, I think we already know what yours would be. Mine no. definitely isn't that. The closest um, was Raiders Dragons, but wasn't that good? My oh, game of the week. Um, hmm? I I disagree with you there, Rob. I think it was actually a good game, and it was close it was, at the end, which which made it better. Good for the last five minutes, I thought, because Dragons got back into it. But I think the Raiders were twenty four ten up with six minutes to go. So you you made it interesting at the end. Yeah, we made it interesting because we yeah. were fucking. Stupid. Yeah, you uh, you kind of bottled it at the end. Although I think Savage was massive for the Raiders. I don't think you win that game without Savage. He was good, wasn't he? He was he was very good. I think yeah. if that game's ten seconds longer as well, you lose. Yeah, I agree. Oh, but um, my game of the round is probably the Roosters game. Can't be an odd one, but oh. be, I've been back in the Roosters for a while, and not just as in the game of the round. It's also the most interesting game of the round because mm. the Cowboys. Just looking at the Cowboys, are they, they going to fall off the end of the season? Do you think, like Rob's been saying awesome. for a while? Or I don't, I don't see them having any backbone against these big sides. No, I think uh, I think the Roosters kind of showed the Cowboys what a playoffs team looks like, didn't they, really? Yeah. I think I said this last week. I can't see the Cowboys beating any of the big sides outside of the, you know, outside them top four spaces, the big ones, not the Raiders and that. Maybe like the Souths and stuff. I do think I they came across a very an informed Roosters team, though. Yeah, but Joe, that's the team you have to beat in the finals. Yo, true, very true. I think the two teams I'd be if I was Penrith or Brisbane or whatever that I want to play right now, Souths and Roosters. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come over on the Roosters at some point. I have to say, <laughs> I can't wait to win this bet. That was one of my hats in the round. Actually, was seeing Joey Soali run over Tom Dearden. See that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was great. That guy's that, a freak. 
He's 19. He's 19. He's ridiculous. And did you see the shot he put on drink water? Yeah. He is unbelievable. I thought, um, big one from this game, I thought the Roosters' pack was much improved. Yeah. Victor Radley's getting in some form. Our, our favourite. Yeah, Radley got two try assists, so they weren't. I think, yeah, I know, exactly. but I know both, they were completely different as well. One was a floated ball over the top, the other one was a, a short ball. Like, his yeah. passing was very good. I think Lodge is getting in some form for them as well. Now he's getting a bit of game time. I think he's looking like a decent pickup. Yeah, he ran for like over 150 metres, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. 150. And, and he did well holding that player in the scrum for Sam Beryls to score under the post. Yeah, <laughs> that was my one. It's a question mark I had over the Roosters was their pack. But it looked good in that game. And they've got uh, Lindsay Collins, who we expect to be back this year, and Takiyaro well, to come back, which yeah, two good props. Very, one player I'm not, I've not been convinced by the last few weeks for the Cowboys, that you've been singing these praises. I just wanted to know how, uh, if you'd seen Nanai stats this week. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Go on. He missed seven tackles and he ran for 40 metres. Jesus. I mean, the problem really with He's a bit. He's a bit like a feeder, isn't he? But he's quiet. He's quiet. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, we said it before. He is a rookie, but yeah, I mean, there's 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 having a quiet game, and there's that really too. The the whole team didn't play well though. So you, no, yeah, no. The the whole team didn't play well. So his bad performance has come off the back of a bad team performance. So if there was any yeah. week for him to have one, it was this week. Third place to the hammer though. He got his first try on the wing for the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> He was so overhyped. I remember Luke telling me that he was going to be class. I, well, to be fair, yeah, I watched him in the nines. I thought, wow. But he just doesn't seem like to get himself in any sort of space. And I've never seen him sprint. He looks like he's no. jogging all the time. I'm like, give it to someone, you go even faster. Do you know who else look good in the nines? Apparently, <laughs> like, playing in Super League, Jai Field. So that's how you should, that's where your, like, level of hammer, hammer love should go. We're just looking at the Broncos' final game. Sorry, Joe. Just looking at the Broncos, uh, Broncos, the Cowboys' games in the run into the finals. They've got Warriors next week, which you'd expect them to win because they're at home. But then they've got Souths away and Penrith away at home. Sorry. So them two games, you'd probably expect them to lose. So they're going to finish. Oh, they're still on 32, aren't they? So they're probably going to finish, what, 36? I'm just. I was just thinking, are they going to fall out of the? If they fall to third, they don't get the home no. semi, do they? Which could be big for them. So, and so if they can fall to third, well, say they lost two of them. So you say, they lost, say they lost two of them. They ended on thirty-four, thirty-six, wasn't it? They're on thirty-two. No, they're on, no they're on, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. thirty-four. Yeah, so Sharks so, have to win one. And then, but well, you think Souths could win all three? That puts them on thirty-four. Sharks have got some easy games to come as well. Actually. And Knights, Bulldogs, and Manly. Do you think they'd win all three as well? And Souths I... will be taking points directly off Cowboys in round twenty-four mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think the Cowboys beat Penrith. Penrith, no Cleary, no Lou. I think they beat. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they were poor Penrith this week. I, actually, I don't think they were that. I don't think they were that bad. But yeah, they weren't amazing. Should we, should we talk to me off that one? Do you want to talk about that game? I just just quick one. Just come back on to that. Who's your so what in order? Who's your top four then? Penrith, Cowboys, Sharks, Souths. Mine's Penrith, Sharks, Cowboys, Souths. 
So all right in the storm off. So is is that have you both just said the exact same thing there? No, because oh, Joe no. had the cowboys. All ah, right. Oh, did he? Mine, I think, is the same as Rob's. Penrith, Sharks, Cowboys, Souths. Did I see the... Storm winning two out of three? They've got the Roosters, haven't they? <laughs> Do you know what? Thinking about that, if that, if that top, let's say we've all said South finish four up there. That is the worst case scenario for Penrith. If you've got Cleary and Lurie coming back to them playing a really informed South team, it's not really what you want, is it? They can lose. They lost to the South last year, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying they mm. can't lose, but like, I don't know. They're the team I wouldn't want to be playing if I was Penrith. I think that fourth position is the worst position to be in the entire top eight. Just because I don't think any team in this league has beaten Penrith twice. So you're going to have yeah. to either lose to them first round and then go yeah. through the whole playoff system and play a dangerous rabbit or rooster side. Or you beat them and I don't think anyone's going to beat them again. Very true. Well, that you were saying then, Luke, about could, could the Storm get in it? Mm. They've got to play Roosters and then they've got the Eels away. And the Eels might need something to get in the top eight. Yeah. And they've yeah. got Broncos next week. I think so, the Beatles this week. I was going to say, you, 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 said they were, yeah, you said they were getting four points out of the last three. So you must have them beaten you. Yeah, from a Broncos fan, I just want home semi. So I'd take fifth is our goal. Fifth yeah. or sixth. To be yeah. fair, right now I would not be surprised with what like anything. I don't know who's going to beat who, to be honest. Do you know what I do? I do. I I think the eight set. I know Raiders are there, like only two points behind, but I can't. I don't think anyone's going to drop about eight now. I think that is. I can't good. see where. I think we'll win our last three, but I can't see where the points going to be dropped elsewhere. Well, I mean, I don't think you're just going to play bad. I think actually that you'll end up having what will be a good season. You're just unfortunate to miss out on the eight. But that'll put us on 30 points. Has there ever been a season where someone with 30 points hasn't been in the eight? Because I'd love mm. to know. Tell you what, Rob, I genuinely think, I think you could get in. I think you could slip in for the Broncos. No, you played, no, you know, you played well this week. I know you want to play in Newcastle, but it's the type of game you need did. to get. You did in spells. And then, I, then look, look we've, got, we've got Storm, I think we'll get beat by this week. And then we've got the Eels, who I think we're not going to beat twice in Yeah, the... you could also finish on 30 points, couldn't you? Which, and then I think we'll win last week, which will finish on 30. So we're going to have the points difference. Mm. Jesus Christ, I'm just going through the past seasons here. Just seeing like the eight spot points over the last couple of seasons. So last year was 22. 10 14, were... Yeah, well, we, we lost more games than we won last year. Last year was 20-something. And the year before was 20, then 25. and t- So like 30, we weren't to get in with 30 points. 32. Oh no, 26. They didn't get in. Fuddy hell, yeah. Nothing seems to be out below 30. Shows it's probably the best year yet, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's taking points off each other, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. It's mad. It's like, if you look at like the Roosters, are all think, I, I think, are a genuine threat. They've lost nine games this year. Mm. Like every, the yeah. height, the a standard of, them, of this league. A lot of them were near the start of the season, though, weren't they? Yeah, yeah everyone, everyone's taking points off each other, which is proven by uh, New Zealand taking points off this doggies hype train this week <laughs> with an absolute battering. An SJ got, is got, got any words on this, Rob? Uh, my boy Matt Burton let me down big time <laughs> when it came to captain and please captain in this week. <laughs> well, he got eighty <laughs> against the Eels last time, so I do. SJ. Oh, didn't he? He fucked me on fantasy because I had a good week up until then. I know, you, you're doing well. <sighs> but yeah, the uh, 
the Bulldogs, here's what it is. Not many teams will get two points in New Zealand. So, Yeah, I think it's one of those. I think uh, they've obviously had a very strong past. How many weeks has it been? Six weeks, isn't it? I think they're going to have dips. It's just the team that they are at the minute. Yeah. They're getting top eight next year, so. I reckon. You're a Raiders fan, you can't say, boy. <laughs> for, for all this good run that they've been on recently, oh. I'm, looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the table. It's <laughs> Newcastle Knights, 14 points. New Zealand Warriors, 14 points. And Canterbury Bulldogs, 14 points. And I, I yeah, don't think we would say that Newcastle <laughs> oh, Knights or New Zealand Warriors no, no, have had a good no, season. No. I'm not having this. I'm not having this. Jake, they didn't win a single game for like the first 10. Well, they won one, didn't they? Against the, was it against the Roosters or something? Yeah, they had a shocker first half. And like when you actually, and like maybe not results because they're obviously not as good as the top eight sides or whatever. But like when you actually just look at some of the like, I think Jordan mentioned it the other week, just the differences between the Barrett team and the Potter team. Like, the amount of points they're scoring, like, people are actually wanting to tune in and watch the Bulldogs. Like, they're an entertaining team to watch. They might not be the best, but they're a good team to watch. And, like, they've got exciting players, and next year they're going to add to that. So, I don't... I think... And Seraldo's now on a five-year deal. So, I think if you're a Doggies fan, I think things are finally looking up for them. What do you think about the Seraldo signing? I think it gives them a uh, better chance of keeping Burton. Well, apparently the salary cap's being raised as well. I don't know whether anyone heard any of that. I've seen that bit. With natural inflation, or just in general? I swear I've seen it was going from like nine, is it 9.1 million at the moment? To 12.6. How we ever, how we ever been agree with that? <laughs> I know, that's just a reality though, isn't it, George? Yeah. I do think with the Seraldo signing, they've obviously locked him into a five-year deal. One is a massive risk. But now you've signed him to that five-year deal, you, I think you've just got to give him some time. You cannot sack this man before at yeah. least three years, regardless of how he does next year. Because you, you never know what his style is. He's never been a head coach. You don't know what his style of play is. You don't know where the Bulldogs will buy into it. You've got to give him so much time to develop the youth, which is obviously what he seems to be good at, and um, have his full-on say in that club, which I don't think many past coaches have felt allowed to. But, but do you know what? I, I feel sorry for Potter. Oh, where does he go? Does he stay? Does he? He must. He must be looking at getting a head coaching role because there's clubs in that. There's clubs in the NRL at the moment that could use someone like Potter. You look below Canterbury in the league at the team struggling, and who'd want a new manager? Because I can't see anyone above them in the league who needs a new manager. No, but the... West West could have him. No, they've already got someone. They've got Tim Sheens. Is he taking over? He's taking over, and then he's, he's coaching, bringing Benji Marshall in, isn't he? Yeah, which I like that. I don't mind that. I think is it Titans? But we've got Holbrook. Hey, two grand final winning Saints coaches. I wonder with Potter, like he's obviously Warriors. had a good impact, but I mean Burton and Flanagan didn't get a preseason together. So, and what did Potter come in about seven games in? Yeah, he might have changed a few things, but maybe they just had enough time by then to just gel together. Yeah, because Barrett was think, too stupid to play them together anyway. Yeah, I think I think yeah. for some reason I linked this Potter doing well to like kind of like in football, you know, when you you sat your manager and a, a guy comes in to keep you up and they have that burst of like, influence on your team, and then it's like Ooh, oh, after wait, yeah. a year, it's over. I'm not putting Potter in the same bracket as Sam Allardyce earlier. This is this doesn't. 
I don't know. I don't know whether I don't, he might not even want to be a head coach. He's quite old now. He might just be happy being an assistant. Well, you're, so you're saying if you're like a club struggling, just don't give Potter a ring. Yeah, yeah, he's the yeah. Sam Allardyce of rugby league. Is, there, is that is that agreed, uh, Potter, to be Sir Aldo's assistant? I'm, I have no idea. I don't think it's been. No idea. Yeah. I assume he'll want to bring his own staff. That would be very good for him. And as much as I like to whine Rob about uh, his little love affair with the Bulldogs. It's not, oh, listen, how many times have I told it? It's with a kick out of Marnie coming next season, they could uh, they could do what Cowboys have done this year. Oh, fucking hell, yeah. Reed Marnie's joining. Yeah, I don't like him anymore. He had a good game the other week. <laughs> yeah, it's good, interesting times for the Bulldogs. It's definitely, you can definitely see the direction that they're going as opposed to. A New Zealand Warriors, a West Tigers, I just Newcastle Knights. I don't see any direction in any of them clubs. Yeah, what shit clubs they are, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Toronto's club is currently at, didn't have a great week, did they? Penrith getting nilled. I know we, we, we briefly spoke about it. What do you think of that one? Obviously, they, obviously I think you've got to give a clear concept. I don't, I don't think they were the reason they lost, but obviously they had no Cleary, no Luai, no Edwards, no Fisher Harris. <laughs> <laughs> you say Redwoods. I <laughs> say Redwoods. <laughs> I thought you said Wedwoods. Oh. Wedwoods, yeah. But yeah, on this game, I, th- I think I've got I've got quite a controversial opinion on this because we've talked about it as a friendship group, and some people haven't agreed. But I wasn't actually that impressed with the storm in this game. The defense was good. The defense, was the de- good, yeah. I thought the, the defense was, was better, very good. But like they were saying, yeah, but did did the pen did Penrith throw that much at them? No, I yeah. actually, I don't I think their attack was crap. I don't so think that... two tries. Salmon <laughs> is awful. I don't like Salmon. I think I don't think you can take too much from this game as a whole. You can't take too much off Penrith because he didn't have their entire spine, minus Carousel. And the Storm beat a Penrith side without a spine, so it's just like I can't, I can't take too much from that game. I actually agree with you for once, Luke. <laughs> yes, I actually added my notes here that. Even though they got nil, the game was so much closer than everyone thinks. Well, yeah, but right, just Storm's defense. Storm's defense was really good. I've got Grant here. He made sixty-eight tackles. Yeah, wait, I just want to pause you there. I want to pause you there because you just mentioned a lot. It's not the time. Melbourne are missing Pappenhausen and they're missing Hughes, and they play over halfback pairing Nick Meany and Cooper Johns. So, I get that. I get that. But Storm's Perry's spine's coming back. Storm's isn't. Samson agrees with. <laughs> just for context Jake's got an athletic Madrid top on uh, I have to back the boys out uh, after uh, Real Madrid uh, beat us in the Champions League final did you, buy, yeah. did you buy that after you knocked you out the other, the other week the other season <laughs> no no I bought it well, uh, did you say after or before after yeah I did buy it after yeah <laughs> but yeah um, um, yeah I don't, think, man, I don't think Melbourne were amazing, but I think you've got to give them a bit of credit because it wasn't like they were full strength. My opinion on this is that Penrith were really, really poor in attack. They put the pressure on, but they didn't really do much, did they? There was no, like, the set plays were terrible. And it was just, and then, but then I still give credit to Melbourne because they still defended well. They started to make the tackles, like Jake said, Grant made 68, the record 74. So they, they did a lot of defending, obviously, and they defended well, but there wasn't anything like, Difficult thrown at them, I don't think, and it was a bit shit. It was one of the worst halves of rugby league ever. Cheese, yeah, I think. 
Cheese did play well. He did well for his try. I think yeah, Munster had to make a try saver. I think it was ta- uh, Tungo off the Coruscant yeah. break. Uh, he would have done well to get over from there as well, power his way over. I just don't think... I think the game is a lot closer than everyone will think it is if they didn't actually see it and just looked at the score. Yeah, I think also... I do agree. I do get that Melbourne had a good game. And I've completely lost my train of thought. I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. But, um, yeah, go on, John. Um, I was just laughing at you because... You obviously were trying to, but you were trying to find some waffle in your head to try and say that what Melbourne didn't play well. That's why you lost it. <laughs> the cheese definitely helps someone we've mentioned in the past about the forwards maybe not getting on the front foot as much. Makes yeah, him a bit quicker. He gets a bit quicker playing the ball and stuff, doesn't he? And and I thought uh, so. For, uh, so Solomon had his best game as well. Played mm, yeah. on edge, didn't he? I rate him. Yeah. Imagine imagine, imagine come line up against him as an edge or as a as a as a, um, as a half back. The biggest me. block I've ever seen. I know. I only know one back row who could fill it in. Joe and, he, and he currently resides in Colwyn Bay. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I remember what I was going to say now. So a lot of the storm did play well. I'm not buying this storm back hype that I've seen in the media. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not into the storm back hype. I do, but I do think they played well. I don't think they're, I don't think they're back. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all had storm uh, dropping out the top four when we uh, named it earlier on so I think none of us are buying into that hype but yeah I actually agree with Luke once on this game <laughs> another um, another controversial point of this weekend just thought I'd like to bring up is related to the Newcastle Knights uh, I don't know whether you've seen all this Caelan Ponga stuff, stuff that's coming to the media what, do you what think an idiot one? what an idiot <laughs> do you reckon he did it done? I think he is going to get done for drugs yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Luke, him and Kurt Mann. Him and Kurt Mann in a cubicle. It's it's terrible, isn't it? And I'm getting Ponga's mentality at the minute. Because do you see the whole stuff that come out about Wayne Bennett's conversation with him when he nearly signed for the Dolphins? No. Where it's like, do you want to test yourself and see the player you can really be, or do you want to have it, have it easy for the next four years? And Ponga walked out saying, "I'll stay with the Newcastle Knights, thank you." So he's chosen the easier option there, and then now he's come out when his team are playing. In that moment, his team are playing. He's in a pub. Get he could be getting hammered. He could be doing some drugs. You don't, we don't know exactly yet. Regardless of what he's doing, he's out on the piss when his team are playing. Like that's not your captain, especially your captain who's out for concussion for the rest of the year. Well, he was he was caught in a cubicle when he was Kurt man. So he was either doing drugs or half the manly team now hate him. That's uh, <laughs> a good job. That's, it's a good job they don't play for manly, isn't it? Yeah, so we don't know which one it is yet. <laughs> I'm leaning to more towards the drugs one. Well, I can't he is versatile, Kurt Mann, isn't he? His dad said that Kurt Mann was like helping him be sick or something, like yeah. just make sure he's all right. I was like, oh my god, don't even bolt, just be honest. And someone else who said he wasn't even drunk, so kind of mixed stories going on here, aren't they? Yeah, someone said they only him. seen him in there for 25 minutes and then they left. Mm. He cut off colitis. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been out of toilet roll and Kurt Mann's gone brought him some that would have been a better excuse you never know there's so many there's so many uh, does, things that could have gone it's not a good a good look for Caelan Ponger is it and there's rumours he might get stripped to the captaincy no they've said they've said he's not going to which well that that one if, if he failed it Knights will cover that up mm. I think yeah for the million pound man they will not tell 
they've said they're it, not releasing um, the results, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so they'll deal with that in house. They'll deal with that in house, and then. But I don't it's, understand that because not, isn't, that's a ban, isn't it? For like a two-year ban if you get done with doing drugs. So why not aren't play, they releasing it? Because he's not he's not playing, though, is he? Does it only matter if he's playing? Oh yeah, that's the rule in the NRL, isn't it? Yeah, so he's that's, he's been he's like almost like out of season testing, isn't it? Yeah, but I think in Super you can't do it any year round. But I'm sure in NRL they don't get you, it's you don't get tested off season or something like I, that. I'm sure, there'll be ways you don't. That's how Ben Barber used to get away with it every year. Yeah, regardless of what it is or what he's done, it's not a good look on Caelan Ponger, is it? And he's the million dollar man and doesn't look good at all, does it? No, it doesn't. I don't think it's a good look for Newcastle in general. I think that it's a bit of a weird environment at Newcastle at the moment because we've seen obviously Best and Tawala have been dropped this week yeah, as well. I'm really weird. Like, you've, got, you've got this centre who came through maybe the best next, next best thing and he's like, now he's getting dropped. Well, I don't get this because Tawala and Best have been dropped for being left late to the team bus. Mm. But Caelan Ponga, mm. all right to keep the captaincy, whatever. Yeah, I've, um, I, I've I've read that they've got a new new like director or CEO or something's come in, and he's trying to put his stamp on it now, and that's why he's clamped down on Best and Tawala. But then that's why I assumed he was cap playing Ponga's caps. He was going to get stripped, but don't know now. I think they can't say anything about Ponga and Man until it's maybe confirmed or it's come out because that's admitting wrongdoing. Mm. Mm. But even if it's just alcohol, like you've you're out because you've had so many concussions this year. Surely alcohol's not the way to go. True. Like, yeah, it's very good. silly. What whatever whatever has been going on, it's very silly. Easy to say if you're not a million a million a year. Yeah, I guess. But he's, he's the Ponga. only million pound player still being paid off potential Ponga. <laughs> Seeing that as a great yeah, shout. Yeah. It is a good shout, isn't it? I think Paul Kent said it, George's favourite. Uh, yeah. yeah. I agreed with him, that's why I brought it up. It was interesting. Paul Kent, just grow, just, don't do agree. You know that was an NRL 360, wasn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. Um, I think I, I might not have got the exact numbers right, but they were going through how many games Ponga's played in the past two years. I'm sure it was 14 or something. And he's been he's been concussed or failed to finish through injury concussion with seven of them. Jesus Christ. Which is which is mad, isn't it? But just going on to the game, obviously back to the Newcastle Knights and the Broncos. What do we think of the Broncos performance in that one? Average. I've, well, yeah, it probably was, but I thought at times Reynolds, Reynolds looked like he had the ball on a string, which was good because his kick has been poor the last few weeks. So that was a positive. Yeah, I think we're really, really missing Carrigan. Yeah, yeah. Reynolds pulled you through at the end of the game. Them two, them two try assists. It was similar to, uh, I can't remember what game we just mentioned about, It was the scoreline looks better than it was, but I, this game was closer than the scoreline reflected, I think. Newcastle had had um, spells where they could have won that game. I didn't. I thought we were that poor in, in, at times. And I just think we really are missing Carrigan. And just, just, we've just been a dip in general, really. I thought Tamari Martin came back and looked better than Tessie New. Yeah, has yeah, yeah. Last week. yeah, I agree. Tess, um, he's, got, he's just got a better passing game, I think. I'm just hoping this, what you... this, dip, this dip doesn't stay and we come back up, do well against the Storm and then try and have a nice, a good end to the season. Yeah, I think you need to make playoffs to capsize in this good season you have. I think it'd be a bit of a shame if you didn't make playoffs after having a great season like this. Yeah, I agree. But um, no, I thought he was okay. I thought Cobble looked good. Probably his best game since 
Origin. Yeah. Maybe it was his first game back, actually. Second. Second game back, yeah. So he like in good form. Uh Corey Oates had a good game again, I thought. Um Stags played quite well. He linked up with Cobble well at times, but yeah, just he seems to be plodding through games at the moment rather than walking over these teams. Like someone like Newcastle Knights, you should be battering. Yeah, I agree. If you have any real intentions of doing anything this season, but that's not like, like, what's it? How do you say at the centre? Hoiter. Oh, he had a better yeah. game. Yeah, it looks like, you know, he's 28. Is yeah. He? yeah, he's been about <laughs> a bit, hasn't he? I'm mad that. Hoyt, I thought it was some young kid that was coming through. No, he's been no. Like, he came through the same time. Oh, who was it? He said the other day he came through the same time with someone and he never kicked on and some and this guy did. Might have been Tedesco. When I, really? When I didn't yeah. have a clue who he was, I went looking at his Wikipedia and saw that he'd been about a bit. Um, was he? He was playing Queens and New South Wales Cup a lot. Um, yeah. Managed to break in, break back into the side now. But he he wants to play centre, doesn't he? His preferred position is centre. I thought he was a young kid. It's mad, isn't it? No <laughs> way. Just on Cobo, and I, I agree, Jordy had a really good game. He scored three tries. He still made five errors though, and that really does bug me. He's clean up, doesn't he? It does. And another person who made four errors, Jordan Ricky. Jordan Ricky can run a good line and he shit. That is it. I just, I just, he just seems no, to, but like when he gets tired, he switches off, doesn't he? He can run a good line, Jake, but he always gets tackled by the halfback around the legs and that'd be it. <laughs> yeah, true. True. I do like him. I think he's got loads and loads of potential, but he just. He he's not going to play rugby league for long, you know. Yeah, he should play uni, doesn't he? Yeah, to tighten up his game in areas where he's tired. If you mean, I think um, I'll tell you one thing. I did think from that game, Tex Hoy will fit right in at Hull FC, won't he? <laughs> Shite. <laughs> yeah, it's crap. I've it been saying crap. it ever since I joined the podcast. Tex Hoy is shit. Yeah, um, I won't say that too soon before he plays in the Super League, Jay. Oh, he'll rip it up against Wakefield and fucking Salford. And get, wait till wait till Super Jack shows him how it's done. I know Super Jack's gonna be in the NRL next year after having an unbelievable World Cup. Mm. Uh, after we beat Australia for the first time in our lifetime, <laughs> it's 1995. Yeah, Fuck, I can't. I still can't believe it. that's funny, man. That. Um, I wonder when the last time we beat New Zealand. Oh, it was not that long ago. We played him at Anfield. Um, never mind. Um, all right, what other games have we not covered? Uh, Eel South. Well, well, we'll do that one last because I think that was a pretty boring game. Yeah. Eel uh, South. Um, again, I mean, do you know what, Jake? We all laughed here about four weeks ago about three or things saying that South could win it all. We didn't all laugh. You did. Uh, m- most laughed. Most yeah. thought I was being ridiculous. We've got the evidence. I saw it coming. You can go back if you want. But it, it, I'll give it, you it the credit, be... Jake, if they win it. But any time until then, I don't give you any credit because I you could have said anyone. I saw it coming. They've, they could have said anyone. Latrell was coming back in. They were in a good run of form. I think when I said it, they'd won like four of the last five games. No, yeah, they've just beat the Eels away from home. They've got Panthers next week at home. If they win that, no, I agree. But I, I can't, I can't say, "Oh, well done, Jake." That's a great pick until it actually comes off. Yeah, Otherwise, that, it's not. That, that's fine, but you, you laugh. I'm, all George was saying, all I'm saying is, you laughed at me when I said it, and you're not laughing now, are you? If you had any, ball, if you had any balls, you'd have, um, you'd have put a bet on. 
Yeah, like I put that on the Roosters. Trying to stay away from that betting. But yeah, um, <laughs> just going off back onto that game, I thought it was another indication of how much Souths are flying at the minute. The main men are, are, are really picking up for them. Cook had a good game. Cam Murray is just incredible. Cam, is Cam Murray a little bit of a smoky for Dalian? Um, or is that completely ridiculous to say? <sighs> no. I don't think he is. No, has AO's got more points on him? Yeah. Yeah, he has like, got. Yeah, he did. He did. About round 15, 16. I don't know whether he had any points at all. Really? No, maybe not then, but he have, he's had an unbelievable season. And you've got Cody Walker, Damien Cook, um, Latrell Mitchell, who can take points yeah. off him. So, there's, so, there's, so, I don't know if you agree with this. I think Cameron's been the best lock this year. But he won't. But he won't. He won't win. He won't make lock of the year because he hasn't I got. He's the best. I think on form, he's the best. Yeah, he's the most consistent. But like, remember them first ten weeks when Isaiah was top of the Dalier. True. That's true. That's a good point. I think it's going to be very close between them two because I don't think Isaiah would have got many points in the past. What would you say, like five, six no. weeks? Well, I think Sintar has probably got loads of points. But if we go back before that. I think Isaiah would then got them all, so I think it's going to be close. So does Lock, does Dalian Lock of the Year go off how many points they've yeah. got? Well, I yeah. think so. I think you're all wrapped that up then. But like, more more would be very hard done to if that's the case. Yeah, but, and especially with Cleary and Luai out, who's getting the points for Penry? True. He did have Edwards, Edwards will be getting three. It went this, is a, this is a question for you, actually. If you swap Cam Murray and Isaiah Yo, swap teams, and you put Cam Murray at Penrith and Yo for the Rabbitohs, do you think that I think Cam Murray does what Yo can do, but Yo doesn't do as well as Cam yeah, Murray does yeah, in the Rabbitohs team? I think what's interesting is I think Yo's passing is a lot more pin like in that in terms of that first receiver. Yeah, like yeah. every pass he when he passes to clear it, it's like pinpoint accurate. Yeah, could Murray do that? Yeah, every, it's not just like doing it a couple of times. It's like every single play goes through Yo to Cleary, and it's yeah. so accurate. I think yeah. they're actually both very, very different players. I think Yo is a unreal structured loose, whereas Cam Murray is a very off the cuff type loose. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether Cam Murray type off the cuffness would fit well into the Penrith system because they like to play very structured. So, I'm yeah, not but I'm not sure which way it work. Yeah, you're right, but I also think I think South's like playing off the cuff, so I don't know how much yeah. Yo helps. Exactly, yeah. If you go back to it... last year with South, I think Yo would have worked with yeah. Reynolds and Walker. Okay. I think that yeah. would have worked well this year. Not, not so sure. I think Murray's definitely more entertaining out of the two to watch. Yeah, yeah. so it's easy to be like explosive, hard, fast paced. But Yo's definitely like in terms of if you want someone on your team, he's just. Great, isn't he? Structured everything he does for, for halfbacks, like a proper halfback purring. You want Yo, don't you, to work off and uh, work yeah. work off the back of um, everything that um, a lot of what Cleary and Luai do is off the back of Yo. They it pushes the halfbacks one wider in the line and and lets them attack the edge a bit more when you're going off Yo, which I think works very well for Panthers. Yeah. There's a reason why Freddie doesn't play Murray at 13. But is that because of his house? Well, yeah, so, I think but I think that helps. Would he be able to throw the passes to, to the halves that Yo does? Okay. So then, going off that conversation and the uh, 
high-speed early chart that we've seen before. Adair Yo's on 710k, 710k a week, yeah. while Cameron Murray on 850k. Do you think Yo's been underpaid, or do you think Murray's overpaid, or do you think they're both worth more than that? They're both worth around that, to be fair. But so around, around one paid more than the other than Jod. Yeah, so Camry earns 850k while Yo's on 710k. Oh, I think 750. No. I think it's a reflection of the team that they're in. Yeah. I think Penrith, a lot of Penrith players are going to have to take unders if they want to keep that side together. I'm pretty sure Cleary, after, is it after this year he's taking less? Well, it's just taking sure. 1.3 this year and then he's taking less afterwards. I'm pretty sure his contract declines, but I might be wrong on that. But I think to keep the players that they're going to have to keep, Isaiah is Seems like the type of guy who would take unders, to be honest. I think that's just a situation that they're in. And another thing is age. How, why is Yeah, yours probably a few years old than Murray, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Just a quick one on this uh, salary thing. I can't believe Jesse Bromwich is the seventh highest player in the league on a million. I think that's just... Uh, he's, he's in the last year of his big deal, isn't he? Is that, but, like, if he's leaving, surely, surely they can give months to the money? Yeah, true. They've given Grant an upgrade, they've given Hughes an upgrade, they've given Pap an upgrade, and they've given Coates an upgrade. Right, so that's all that. That's basically that one million in it. But then you're losing, no. you're losing Kenny and you're losing Felice Cafusi as well. Do you know, who one, of the, do you know what the, one of the bigger shocks for me in this list was? There's a few. Is Moses Embi on 900k? No, I knew that. Christ. That is criminal. And um, someone else on ridiculous money. Uh, I mean, Wade Graham's on a lot, but I get it because probably when he signed his contract. He was one of the better back rows. Uh, Luke, Luke Brooks being on stupid money got me. Oh, that was it. Uh, Tafita Pangai Jr. 925k. Oh, my God. Pangai Jr. Is the... That's going to be on 750 as well. No, it's... Jesus. Some dodgy decisions being made by uh, these teams. Really though. dodgy decisions. Like, there's a lot there that go, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And then there's some you're seeing you go... Where have you put that figure from? Like, I think yeah, I think a lot of big deals based on like based based on current form, where they're not maybe didn't know what they're going to be like in three to four years time. And the well, other side, that, where Jared Wallace seven hundred k. I, know, hmm. I, think, I think that's what I was about to get onto. Joe is a lot of them are a reflection of the club that they're at and how desperate they are. Yeah, I yeah. think they also look around the league at what other players are on in similar positions and claim either a similar or higher, depending on who they are. What's interesting as a Raiders fan is they've not put Croker's on there, but I swear he's on a lot. Because mm. he's part of the problem. We don't if you we don't if you look at it, we don't have many players within the top couple of pages. I can't think of anyone other than Whiten to be on yours, George. Rob, who else is on? Whiten's seventeenth, and then Tarpanay's thirty-eight, and then you've got Hodgson and Papali, forty-two and fifty. You're losing Hodgson. Who's your nine yeah. next year? Or you're not replaced him? It'll just be Stalin, won't it, with Wolf because Wolf had signed a new deal. So, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Is that a hooking combination that's going to get you into the playoffs? I'm not so sure. Stalin's good. Not an 18 hook, though, is he? No. He's a better 14 than he is a 9. Yeah, definitely. I think he's going to spend that money on Rob. We need something, don't we? If you can manage to get Croak off his deal and you've got Hodgson's money, you've got some money there. I know, I'd invest in some outside backs. I think you, yeah, I do think you're an explosive outside back short. Yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll see. Go on, so what games... So, 
We might be talking about us, actually. I mean, we talked briefly. Yeah, go go on. Um, I think it's karma (laughs) for what happened the other week. It's really poetic, actually, that's happened, hasn't it? Like, to have have that for quite a season, but for both teams on either side to be on the wrong end of it, it's quite weird to happen, isn't it? It was like the same decision as well on the buzzer. Yeah. The penalty. Yeah. Back at the same decision. You were you were very lucky not to lose. Are you glad that they fixed the rule and now it's confirmed that that's going to be the rule? Or do you think they should have just let it for the end of the The thing is, the buzzer went. It had gone by the time they were moaning for the penalty. But then again, mm. so did the buzzer last time. Oh, I think ours was no. a bit earlier. Did the buzzer oh, not just go because of the ball. penalty? They're both penalties. They're both penalties. They're both penalties, but theirs was a bit later than ours. <laughs> I'd argue that neither were penalties. Huh. But, uh, ours, oh no, ours was terrible that few weeks ago. I thought it was horrible. Yeah. What do, what do you think that Raiders performance from? I was happy with it for 65 minutes. Yeah, me too. I was, I was happy. <laughs> it's just classic Raiders, isn't it? Like, you just don't ever feel comfortable winning a game, even if we're feeling all right. And like, yeah. what I didn't understand is, I think the game was because Lomax missed the kick. It was twenty four eighteen with about four minutes to go. No, it was even less. I think it was about two minutes to go. Twenty four eighteen, and we've literally got the ball on the te- their ten meter line. Why didn't Fogarty go for a field like a drop roll right in yeah. front of the sticks about ten meters out? We go a point. We go twenty five eighteen up. And we get the ball back. Yeah, that was See, in those last, like, 20, 25 minutes, I think you needed a halfback to step up and take control and see out the game. Kick Dragons to death, pin them back in their own half. And you didn't do it, but Ben Hunt did step up. But all it took, I thought, was one drop goal. The game would have gone. Yeah, because it's a two-stop game, isn't it? I think Fogarty ended up kicking it back to them. They got a seven-tackle set because he went too far. And then they scored, and then they got the ball back again and almost scored again. Yeah, it was a poor poor game management, wasn't it, really? I also mm. think in that game, I think some early Dragons wins in the season has covered a really poor team in a really poor year. I think they're absolutely miles off. Like To think that they were in the eight for like quite a long period of time, I think they're shite. I think there's the gap between these two teams, although it was a close game, I think the gap between these two teams is a lot bigger than it looks. I think they've got good youngsters, though, the Dragons. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, Amon played well in this game. I'm still not convinced on Cody Ramsey. I know you two are. Not oh, fully no, convinced, but he's playing well, and they've and they've got um, and Lomax we, is still young and yeah, stuff Lomax like that. I'm only young. convinced on Cody Ramsey after he got the mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to zero. I don't like him. Yeah, yeah. There's rules to my love for Cody Ramsey. It'd be interesting <laughs> to see how many Dragons players are on that rich list. Well, Ben Hunt's on it, and those of them. Yeah, are, Ben Hunt. Oh, yeah. Like, although other people, other career, like, I wonder who's on some decent money. The Bellings, 32. wonder what, he's like, on... Jack Bird's on, or, like, uh, Josh Maguire. Is that Lomax? I was thinking Josh Maguire. Josh Maguire's actually only on 500k, which is still a lot of someone as crap as him, but you'd think he'd be on. <laughs> Tarek yeah. Sims is on 650 and he's gone, so there's freed up. Do you, know what seeing that, do you know what seeing that list makes you think, though? God, how desperate some, must some of those blokes be to get, like, for some money to get to Super League? Like, what is Josh Maguire taking to come to Wire? I don't know. 
I think it's a bit of the they didn't, they didn't want him as well. No, no. no. <laughs> what I mean is like, would there be an offer to have played in NRL, which would have been more than the offer he's had to play in the Super League? Surely. I think it's worth remembering that these are Australian dollars, so it's like half over here, so like five hundred is two fifty here. Right. Okay. Uh, oh. right, okay. Yeah, and I think I think Josh McGuire has been offered more money to play for Warrington than he anyone in the NRL would have offered him. So oh yeah, one hundred fifty k, which would which would be thirty k over there. Probably something, probably probably something like that. that. Yeah, and then yeah, that makes sense. Then that makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point, Rob. I hadn't thought about like that. Oh, so actually, Cleary only earns seven hundred k. That's not that much. Yeah, when you actually when you actually think about it, Cleary. He's on like seven fifty a year. Like some yeah, football yeah. players make that in like a couple of weeks. Luke, yeah, but this ain't yeah. football, is it? Luke, no, what's I know. What's our salary cap, Luke? Over like here, two million. Isn't it? Right, who's you say? Say you just go seven hundred fifty k at Cleary. We'll get a lot of bums in. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's probably a minimum wage you've got to pay. <laughs> so rather we yeah. get a squad of thirty in there. Do what's you? minimum wage? What's minimum wage in the UK? Doesn't only doesn't only a certain percentage of your um oh what's it called your thingy player what's it called Luke marquee yeah your marquee signing doesn't only a certain percentage of your marquee signings wages go towards the salary cap as well yeah is my how much did you, sorry how much did you say your salary cap was Luke Super League and theirs is nine mil now so it's like four and a half there's not massive differences I mean it's a lot. <laughs> double more than double <laughs> yeah. it's double but like it's not as ridiculous as well, when you say nine and two it sounds worse than yeah that's what I mean yeah, that's true well I think it's end of it I'm going to lay down the gauntlet if you fancy yourself Nathan Cleary win a premiership or win, win a grand final over here we'll pay you for <laughs> two years to do it crowdfund <laughs> it crowdfund <laughs> it <laughs> fuck blueberry <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna go over for the World Cup and never leave. That's my that's my goal. Him and Tino. <laughs> he sees the Duke and goes, that's my that's my place <laughs> to stay. No, the only no. place who's seeing the Duke and coming over here is Kevin Proctor. <laughs> He'll be chonging e biffs for Rob on the dance floor. He fits in with some of the weirdos in the Duke, Kevin Proctor. By the way, if if anyone saw the stories on the Telling the Bin Instagram and you were lucky enough to see them before they were deleted, that was all Rob. That was yeah. That was funny though. I had a good night, so yeah, it was a great ten in the bin night out. Joe else actually would. Joe else was like the Duke Ponga. Ponga yeah. would love. Ponga would love the Duke. Ponga would. Why would Ponga, Ponga. love the Duke? Self-explanatory, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, unless unless he was doing something else with Kurt Mann in the cubicle, and then he'd probably get kicked out of the Duke. <laughs> Matt Burton would love it. There's even a punching machine where he can practice his punches. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just kicking it because he thinks that's all he's got. <laughs> I'm just imagining Matt Burton going, fucking T.E.O. We're just twatting the punching machine. Quit after quid. Just saying that guy's face on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually about that, isn't it? Well, I mean, during the World Cup, smooth, they won't go out in the same time. But the idea of after them after the game against Disney, just walking into the Duke and seeing them all in the, in the Aussie gear, just having a few beers and that. <laughs> Happy I'd days. I'd use them, especially if Tino is there. 
Donkey Kong. <laughs> isn't he like six foot four and fucking massive? Yeah. <laughs> a few WKDs in me and I'm calling him a fucking girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say a word. Um, final game, uh, West v Sharks. Go and speak then. Bit of a dead rubber, this wasn't it? It was game of. Well, I can't speak. <laughs> no, it's been a bit of a dead rubber, this one, wasn't it? it was, it, we knew he was going to win this game before the game ball was even kicked. I thought Cade Dykes had a good game. I know you mentioned um, Nico Hines had a really good game, really good running game, but Tigers are pretty poor, aren't they? Tigers' defence was so shite. They were really soft in the middle, the Tigers. Like, they ran through the middle of them, Sharks. I think Royce Hunt and um, Hamlin Nuelli had great games. They ran all over the middle of them. Yeah, Royce Hunt had a really good game. But yeah. we've got to take into account opposition and, like I just said, tight, uh, tight, Titans. Well, Titans' defence is shite, but Tigers' defence is shite. Yeah, Nico, just said the- Nico's, Nico's balling, though. Nico, Nico. is balling. Our Dalian. Well, not, he's not he's not our Lance Pond, but he is our Dalian. Our Dalian. Which one do you reckon is more prestigious? I'd say Lance. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Like, at the start of the season, like, I know it's Earl Hines, I'll get Dalian or whatever. It's come from nowhere. I mean, we all thought he'd do all right, but he's been unreal for them, hasn't he? Very good. I don't even reckon they thought he was going to be as good as what he has been. No. Yeah, I think a lot of us were a bit sceptical. Like, didn't really know what was going to happen. I think it's probably reflected in our draft. Like, he fell quite low, didn't he? Like, we weren't sure what he was going to do. I was, I had no idea. I didn't think he was going to be that amazing. But I think no, it's not just Hines, though, is it? I think the whole Sharks squad has stepped up a gear this year, hasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And with that draft thing, when I actually think back, why would I have not picked a number seven that can play winger fullback? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. Do you know when you want to say it like that? Like, well, when did you pick up Burton who could play centre? I think he went the I think he went the round before Hyde. I think it was like round six. Right. Yeah, everyone was obsessive like getting picking Aiken, Jack Bird and Matt Burton up before thinking of Nico Hines. Yeah. It would be has to pick him up as well. Someone yeah. who just drops and has just randomly picked him up. Saved him. Saved him this year. Mm. But yeah, I think one thing on the Tigers is I think they've been a lot worse since Hastings has, has been injured. I think yeah, been, I'd agree. A bit more been left to Dewey, and although he tries hard, he's not really got much around him. Do you know how much they got Nico Hines on to Sharks? Sorry, I was just looking at then. 600k. That's under stream now, isn't it? Considering Nick, Cody Nicarima has gone to South this year on 650k. Oh my God. South have paid more for Nicarima in the off-season than, than Sharks have played for Nico Hines. That's insane. Yeah. I think... Go on, Rob. Who, who was Hines linked with other than the Sharks? Was it the Broncos? I don't think he's... I can't remember. I can't remember. There was another team that they wanted him because I remember Reynolds almost went to the Sharks, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I wish it was us. Yeah, I think... It's probably a good thing that they've got for Fita and Wade Graham with that money locked up there for maybe a short term because they're going to need it. Aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, Andrew Fita's on eight hundred and fifty k. If I'm and he's leaving at the end this year, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. I'm not confident. I, on that. Well, let's say he is. If I'm the Sharks, I go right. You take that. <laughs> Wait, all? No, no. That's his contract now. That's Nico Hines' yeah. contract. Comes eight hundred and fifty k. 
And then you yeah. give the six you give the six hundred K to I don't know. Um I don't know, actually. Then like... you look at the likes of Ash Taylor, Anthony Milford, with people who've on big deals after one big year and they've crumbled, so and Luke Brooks has crumbled off his big deal. You never know, it could be a risk. Yeah, but Nico Hines is good looking. They're all ugly. <laughs> so you know, say a bit of a hillbilly though, like his teeth aren't great, are they? No, they're not, but he'd surf. Mm. Yeah. Luke Brooks like looks that. like a midget if he was normal size. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that's, that that's my that's my talking point. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Not gonna he, say he reminds me of that guy off the Inbetweeners movie on Inbetweeners 2. You know the guy who's like um who Willie's like always trying to compete with that blonde dreadlocks guy. I feel like that would be Eagle Hines if he didn't play rugby league. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the gap year fella. Yeah. Be you <laughs> doing that, Luke? Except you can't grow the dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sadly I'll, I won't be on the podcast for a couple of weeks. Mm. Going out like- with the highest of eater, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Me me on the other side of the world. <laughs> My Birkenstocks. Final final thing up, I think Sharks um Kate Dykes got his first try in the NRL. I think Will kind of needs to be a bit careful. I think Dykes could be getting that one next year. Yeah. Save money, isn't it? Look very tricky, didn't he? Jake Jake. says Will Kennedy does his job, but Kate Dykes has done more than Will Kennedy's done all season too. (laughs) Will Kennedy's a solid fullback. I'd like to see Lucky Miller get a chance. He's, Will Kenny's average. I'm not having it. Uh, Lucky Miller, like, didn't Lucky Miller go off injured? He was on the wing. I don't really know. I'm not sure if I'm on the wing, but... I know he scored. I think with Will Kennedy, they've been so good this year. I think it's papered over. If Will Kennedy played for the Titans... Yeah, I agree thought... the benchmark. We're, on the, we're not bottom anymore. <laughs> well, the Tigers. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, we've got thanks. good fullbacks. We don't, we don't need Will Kennedy. We've got two of them. We just don't need them. Um, well, that's all the games covered. Moving on, another new segment. We're going to do try of the week. Uh, I have a feeling there may be a few similar, tri- a few same tries here. Um, but Rob, welcome to you. What was your telling the bin NRL try of the week? Come back to me because I don't want to just say. Okay, all right, okay. What we're Jake, all going to say. Give us your try of the week then. My try of the week was rolling back the years. With uh, SJ's little dummy and step through the line. Yeah, dummy's, yeah. <laughs> dummy's the fullback, goes straight through. It was like SJ of old. And I, I have a feeling that I've just uh, took a, took someone else's try of the week. But no, you didn't. No, I, I think he's just more annoyed that you haven't said he's coming from his Titans. But... No, no, actually, you did take my try of the week. But yeah, SJ rolled back the years, it was vintage. But no, it was nothing on Dancing Bruno. When he danced you know, and danced, and I danced. did consider it. I did consider it, and then I didn't consider it because it was against Manly, and I ain't having it. Yeah. Well, I give it to Brimwell for sending to Tesco for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Luke, mine is you... um, Brandon Smith's try for the Storm. Yeah, good try. I thought I was. Well, that... <laughs> <laughs> no, what? I'm gonna have to go for feet now. Then we knew you were going for feet. <laughs> <laughs> We knew that was coming to us. I reckon we all just went, well, we can't take the feet because that's what Rob's going to say. Yeah. But it was a good try scored this week. Um, so, yeah, that's a new segment. Try of the week. Going to keep it coming. 
Uh, and then obviously on the on the Instagram this week at Ten of the Bin, we propose we put a story out asking for some questions to be asked on the podcast, like some rugby related questions for us. Uh, Luke's going to read them out. We've got a few, so we'll give him an answer now. Yeah, um, probably get the best one out of the way first from one of our good friends. He said, "Would you rather fight five Alex Wormsley? Sorry, Alex Wormsley sides Sam Walkers." Or five Sam Walker size Alex Wormsley's? Ten. Is it ten? Just five Alex Wormsley size Sam Walker's. Oh, or yeah, or ten, ten. Sam Walker size Alex ten, Wormsley's. What yeah. do you think that one, boys? It's a tough one. It is a very <laughs> tough one. I don't think it is, actually. Now, now I've thought about it again. Sam Walker isn't like... He's still probably similar size to us. So, actually, now thinking about it, I'd rather fight five of someone a bit bigger than me than 10 or someone the same size as me. <laughs> yeah, I think with 10, you're getting over- overpowered there quite easily. Aren't yeah. You? But you are forgetting that... What What is Alex Holmes? Like six foot three, six foot four? No, nah, he's I'm bigger right. than that. Right. Is, he? He's is he? Yeah. yeah. Alex Holmes is massive. We're like at his shoulder. I thought he was like six four. I'm on like his chest on a picture of me in it. In oh, that, that's yeah, even not. worse then. I reckon Sam Walker's got a bit more coordination than Worms. He could throw a punch a bit better. Can you imagine five of them? Yeah. yeah. Well, honest, I, I reckon Sam Walker throw a better punch than Wormsley. I think in this situation, <laughs> we're not individual, are we? We as a podcast fighting them. Oh, it's as a collective. Oh, give us the ten. If it, if it's as a collective, I'll take the ten. Yeah. What about a curveball though? What about like because Sam Walker's pretty similar height to me, probably I'd say. So what like, like, if you said like five foot six. One <laughs> It's like he's on the bench on the bench. <laughs> Stick out. Yours about half an inch taller. No. <laughs> right. What if it was like, would you rather fight one Jason Tamalolo? Or like a thousand mini ones? <laughs> <laughs> I think of, I don't know because if I was a mini one because be like ants managed to like crawl up you and just like smack. because yeah, that's it I'd rather take one knockout punch off Jason Tamo you're out yeah, than true. like multiple yeah. shots yeah I also love how out of all the questions we've probably spent we're going to spend the most time on this one <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so what's our collective answers 10 we're going to take the 10 yeah. we're going to take Final the 10 I say that as a collective the 10 the 10 Sam Walker size Alex Wormsley's. Ten in the bin, collective versus ten yeah. Sam Walker size Alex Wormsley's. Yeah, oh, Wormsley, whatever you fancy. It. So um, there you go, Harry. No, but like again, you don't want to take multiple repeat uh, repeated shots to the head. What about the five Alex Wormsley size players? If you take one shot, you're out. Yeah, yeah. See, one one thing you've got to think of as well: the the five Alex Wormsley size Sam Walkers that they they're slower than the than the smaller ones. You can run away slower. Yeah. True. Throw a punch slower and everything. It's, it's, there's a lot. There's a lot of variables. I could run away for about ten meters and then get tired of that. I'm getting filled in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You be so fast ten, ago. ten meters as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, just moving on to some of the serious questions we got. Uh, where do you think the NRL Grand Final should be held? Obviously, there's debate where it should be in, in uh, New South Wales or like I think Queensland have come in to bid for it later on. Where would you rather it be? I think it's got to be Sydney, hasn't it? Yeah. I think that's where the hub of everything that goes on in the media and stuff. Um, 
for the NRL and for rugby league. I think it's, it's the most logical place to have it. And also off the back of last year, I know that was an anomaly. All the playoffs were held in Brisbane last year, weren't they? So I think having it in Sydney this year especially makes sense, but I'd keep it in Sydney. Do you think the yeah. cricket ground then? Because I don't personally like it, the cricket ground. And the SCG? Yeah, I think it's too far. No, I don't like the SCG as a, as a rugby ground. It, the Roosters played the other day, don't they? And it doesn't look right. Where would you move it to then, or where else would you have it? Um, it's all the stadium finished now. It was, yeah, it's done, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's finished, probably there. Yeah, not SCG. Isn't it because, like, it is a bit unfair on, let's say, Brisbane, for example, so they make all Cowboys make the next four grand fans, they're going to play them all in Sydney against most likely Sydney clubs. Yeah, I don't I don't get why they just move it around. You could swap it every year. Could mm. you could swap it every year? It's like it seems the, to be turning into like a bidding war at the minute, doesn't it? Who's, pay, who's going to pay the most money? Logistically, how does that work? They're swapping it around. I suppose the Champions League final swapped every year, doesn't it? So, well, just between the two, Suncorp and ANZ. Is there never is there never a reason to take it to Melbourne or New Zealand or even Perth? No. No, no. I'm not a huge. Fan. I think they they do that with the origin. Let they let, let the final be in where it where it's most popular. I think taking it to Perth's like taking the FA Cup final to fucking Spain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. Or even further. Yeah, further. Yeah, that was a, an interesting question for one of the people on the Instagram. Another one was if if Penrith Penrith were to lose Nathan Cleary for the rest of the season, could you see them winning the grand final still? No, no. Yeah. I actually like Sean O'Sullivan. He's not half back, is he? So everyone else is fit, minus Nathan Clear. You don't see him winning it. No. Yep. I think <laughs> agree on that one. No, because you've got it. You've got it. You're playing the best of the best, aren't you? You can't just put, plug Sean O'Sullivan in and expect to win a grand final. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think Lou I can do it with O'Sullivan. No, new drive. Yeah. Another, another NRL one. We got. Actually, let's do a Super League one. Let's do a Super League one. So one of the fans asked, um, "Which Super League atmosphere is the best?" Are we, talking, are we talking game? Home Wire ground. away. Home ground. Home ground. But home fans in their home stadium. Which do you but how do we how do we judge that? Because we only we would only go we'd go to one ground as a home fan and the other nine as an away or other eleven as well. Yeah, I think What's we'd all away? we'd all agree on Wire. our favourite away, I reckon. Yeah. Gotta be Just Warrington like, away. Yeah, yeah. Mine's Wigan away, but yeah. Oh no, why is so bad? Really? Bitting down. Oh, you want to fuck Luke's not have you come that many Warrington aways with us? Yeah, I've come a fair few. I don't. Know, I do get the wire. Like for me, Wigan is always the Wigan derby. I prefer. It. I like. I like how it's on good when it's on Good Friday. Yeah, I prefer. Sort of... I prefer playing Wigan at home than playing Warrington at home. But Warrington yeah. away is the best away. Yeah, I agree with Jod. I actually like Wigan at home on Good Friday more than I like Wigan away on Good Friday. Yeah, so, so do I. Yeah, yeah. The town's buzzing. Everyone's busy for a pint. It's just a good good atmosphere. We enjoyed it this year, didn't we? Yeah, it was good. And the weather was good. Mm. Yeah, just, just just to go back to the question, try and answer it. I know we, we were Saints fans, so we only really know Saints home. But just going off TV and attendance, I think Hulk are, have quite a good atmosphere. Yeah, they're, they're the only other ones I was going to say. Hulk are. Pass looks a good one, Luke. I was yeah. going to say Cal. I think yeah, Stadium's I... too big for them. Hull Stadium's too big for them. Huddersfield Stadium's too big for them. Huddersfield is the Yeah. Just the cowbell. Yeah. Uh, another one was 
as a Tigers fan, if we were to go to Super League to recruit, who would you pick for us and why? Oh, fuck, that's a good one. I'd be taking Jack Wellesby. Guess we're all going to be safe by us, don't we? Well, no, even though. No, actually, no, 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 actually. You've got to think logically about what their needs are, don't you? Yeah. yeah. And actually, I'd be looking at taking someone like a Morgan Knowles. I know it's still Saints Bias because it gives you the. <laughs> no, I'll tell you why. So you can put Hastings in at seven because they need a 13. Yeah. Who's the so hooker there? Fanny Brown. Coruscant. Oh, Coruscant. yeah. Oh, yeah, this sounds tight. And that Flamanu Brown has actually been playing well. Yeah. Scored again back this row, week. Back rower, maybe. Papalini. is gone. Go back, Yeah, they've got Papalini. Well, they're looking at Bateman, actually, aren't they? Yeah, I've actually seen Bateman, that. Bateman, maybe, yeah. Could they take Sione back, though? <laughs> I think he'd do a job. No, I, I think Knowles I think Knowles will be the one to freeze Hastings to play seven. I'm trying to think of outside of Saints because I don't want to be too biased. Yeah, I get Joe, Joe Rob, I do get that, but we've won the last three competitions and we're about to win the league, play the league leaders. Like, yeah, but we've said like four Saints players. Can you not think of anyone else? Yes, yeah, like, uh, I know we don't, some of us don't rate him. We had maybe a Bevan French guy field to play fullback over Laurie. And now you yeah. too bad. I didn't mean that. <laughs> 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 well, what uh, about Paul, Will, Will Price? Will Price yeah. for fullback? Here's yeah. Paul. Here's Paul, yeah. They're, they're, they're the other two, but they're already, well, basically confirmed going to the Knights for 2024, aren't they? I was maybe thinking a, a Harry Newman at centre, but they've already dipped in there with Ollie Gildart. Or, or left field, Arthur Morg. I, I do like him, George. I, I actually... Great show. When you're talking about outside backs here, I actually seen the James Graham podcast again this week with Nathan yeah, Brown. Me too. And he was saying about like why our backs struggle over there. So I think, what was he saying again, Luke? He was just saying that the the, the attributes they have over there, they yeah, can't keep said, up with the pace of it. Yeah, he said the, the English forwards do well in the NRL because at 17-18, they get put into first team and go on a cold away day to like a horrible ground, like a grubby team like a Wakefield or something like that, and yep. get the hard foundations and then develop into a good player that way. But in the NRL, they're playing SG ball, which is like under 18s, under 19s, until they break into the first team, so they don't have a like core, tough foundation. Whereas the backs, he said something about like, he said like, athletically, they're not, yeah, it's not the not... same. The mm. pace of the game's quick in the NRL. I do agree. And I mean, he makes sense judging on the fact that we've, I can't think of any super league outside back who's actually done that well. I mean, the best is probably Sam Tompkins and wouldn't even say he was that much of a success. But it's interesting how the best ones have now been like, I mean, Herbie and Dom Young are the only ones that I can think of that are succeeding or succeeded. And they went there as young kids. Yeah. Young like kids, yeah. 15, 16, like... So it mustn't be like the physical attributes. It must have something to do when you're developing as a kid, like the pace of the game, getting used to that. Yeah, because like... maybe during the game over there, the outside backs are a bit more involved from younger. I think over it, from my own experiences, and maybe this is one to ask Eckley, um, if I was ever stuck out on the wing, it could, it could get 10, 15 minutes and I've, I've not touched the ball, or maybe the only time I've touched the ball is to come take it in off my own line. I think maybe teams over there are throwing the ball out a bit more, getting people more involved, because the pace of the game is quicker. Maybe yeah. age the development. So, do you not think right now someone like a, a Megan Simmer or Harry Newman could go over and do well in Australia? Do you just think it's, there's no chance? Because I think Megs and does a lot of the hard yards and stuff that the NRL backs have made to do. 
And Newman seems, I mean, he's injury prone, but seems to have all the attributes to be an unbelievable centre. I think it's also very dependent though, like where, what teams they go to for wingers as well, because a lot of the t- a lot of the time they'll bring over a big name from Super League, these shitter clubs that you know just want to buy a bigger player. Whereas yeah, like definitely, I agree with that Storms aren't Storm aren't going to go out and get Makinson, are they? Because if you Storm no, play some played there, he'd score how many tries compared to if he was playing for West? True, that's a good point. Yeah. It, it is, especially with backs in general, is very important on the team they go to and the system that they're in, isn't it? But then mm. is it is it a case of the better clubs realise that there's a difference in Super League and don't want to take that risk on an outside back? Or is it just that the lower clubs are more desperate so they're looking elsewhere? Yeah, I think that's I think point. more of that. Yeah. Uh, so what, so what, what is our final answer for that one? For the West, for the Tigers, if you had to go to Super League, who would you be picking up? Bateman. I'm I'm going with Jordan Morgan Knowles. I'm going with Knowles. Because it because not different. because I'm saying it's biased because it actually makes sense. Yeah. The... Sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, Harry Newman. Yeah. That would be that'd be a disaster. Mm. It actually links on quite well. someone different. <laughs> <laughs> it links on quite well to our final question, and it's another Tigers question. Uh, who are, who are our Tigers halves for next year? And the players we don't pick, where do you think they should go? Uh, for me, Hayson Seven, Dewey Six, Brooks, wherever the fuck he wants. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd go that as well. Mm. But you're just giving up on Jock Madden completely. Do you think he should leave as well? I like oh. Jock Madden. No, Jock Madden can be like floating. Like you, you need a backup half, but come on, man, play Jock Madden over Jackson Hastings. Yeah, do you not like the Jock, the Jackson Hastings at thirteen? No, I don't like. I don't dislike it, but. You're putting a guy who's not big enough really to be playing 13, making him make so many tackles when he's he, just wasted at that position. I think if you put Hastings at 13, they can't, they're only doing it because they've gone, oh, we've got all these players, we need to fit them in. Don't bother, just play your best halfback pairing and build. Yeah, 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 yeah. Offer a go, he's done a job at 13 as well. So. Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's pressure from higher up to play Luke Brooks because they're paying him so, many, so much money? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I think no one else is going to take his wage. Has to come into it, doesn't it? Because if, if you go just off purely off form and ability at the moment, Brooks is like fourth choice in the house, but he's, well, I know he's not playing at the moment, but like that's why you, you wouldn't shove Hastings at 13 if you weren't being forced to play Luke Brooks. I also think what comes into it as well, and they're, pl- they're paying about half of Moses Embiid's wage at the Dragons, aren't they? And they don't. <laughs> And they don't want to do that again with Luke Brooks, which I think is the issue. And um, yeah. another thing on that, with dropped Madden. That did you see what he said about if he, if he, um, if Luke Brooks stays, he's going to go and sign for Penrith. Drop Madden, really? Yeah. If Sean O'Sullivan's Sean O'Sullivan's leaving, I think he's going to go and be the sec- second string and learn his trade there. That's not a bad shout, to be honest. Not I don't think. pretty clever learning on the Cleary and Ivan or both Clearys. <laughs> yeah, not a bad one. Is that a final I've, question? I've got a question. Just final one. Go on. If you had to have sex with two girls. <laughs> 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 Can't have that one in the pod. Can't yeah, that's the, the chat for the pub, not for the pod. Is that all the no Luke, yeah? Yep, that was all our questions. Just want to say thanks to everyone who asked the question. And, um, thanks for contributed and Might yeah. do it again in the future. Yeah, definitely do it again. I think we should try and do it every week. If you if you follow us on Instagram, you've got a question you want us to answer on the podcast, let us know and we'll follow it. Now, 
swiftly moving on to everyone's favourite topic, Super League. <laughs> uh, we are losing. We are losing the podcast member. Actually, Rob's Rob's shooting off. Bye, Rob. Um, See you later, boys. Bye, See you later, Rob. Uh, we're moving on to Super League. Um, some big results, both ends of the uh, both ends of the ladder this week. Um, I think the most logical place to start actually is the Sunday games. Um, with Wigan losing away at Wakefield and Saints winning at home to. Who did, we, who did we play? Oh, oh. no, we lost, we lost away in Hull. We played in Hull. Uh, two direct different visits to Yorkshire for the top two teams. Um, I think Saints' Saints's big win and them going ahead back on points difference probably all but confirms the league leaders, doesn't it? Yeah, there are, Saints are one win off from four. Four. I think we've got Wakefield, Toulouse, Hull, Cairn, Wigan, Lafayette, four. We're one win off the league leaders, which is... Um, Big for us, I think, because we're obviously we're carrying a few. I think we're carrying more niggle injuries than than we realise. Um, obviously, I went to the game. I went to the game. Well, Sioni's out, game. isn't he? Yeah, I went to the whole C game on the weekend. I don't know that any of you saw it on our story, but um, I think Hurrell got a knot, was limping. Obviously, Sioni got a knot. Nose looked sore at the end. Wormsley was holding his arm at the end. I think we're carrying a few knocks. I think would be good for us to now. I think we're going to start. Each week, maybe rest in one or two and just keep the, keep, keep the squad fresh, ready for the back end of the year. Yeah, well, I think if you're carrying a few knocks, if we... I think we can win it this weekend, can't we? Yeah, Hull yeah, KR at home. Um, if we, so if we win, do we win league leaders? Yeah. I don't think anyone can catch us, can they, if we do? If I, if, do you know what? If I, if I was Saints then, I would go as full strength as you can this weekend. Maybe go full strength again the weekend after against Wigan. And you've got Wakefield and Toulouse, haven't you? And just play the kids against both of them. Yeah. Toulouse are all but down, aren't they? Let's be honest. So it's not like you're, you're not like you're doing anyone a favour by playing the kids against them. I, what I think we'll do is, well, to be honest, I'm just looking at the league now. We're six points clear. So yeah, it is one win. But points difference, if we get battered in them three games, you never know. True. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, um, yeah. So what well, I think they'll do is, um, we've obviously got full as full as we can, strength call we can against Hulk next week we'll play Wigan I think we'll go full strength again because yeah, if we beat Wigan it's done yeah because, we've got Wakefield midweek which is great because I'd like a, if they could let us lift the league leaders at Wigan that'd be perfect but I don't think they will no. <laughs> um, yeah. then we've got Wakefield midweek which I think we'll rest loads for pretty much everyone back at the cast game against the Challenge Cup and then we've got Toulouse again at the end of the season which I'd like to think we're going to rest play just in the hope that Toulouse stay up, but I don't think I think we might bring in a few back just to try and keep fresh because we've got another week off after that week. Yeah, I, I, uh, sorry, Joe, go on. I was going to say, am I now right in thinking that we play Hockey this weekend, then Wigan next Friday, then Wakefield the Monday, like Bank Holiday Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's stupid at Easter weekend. Why are we doing it in the August Bank Holiday? Yeah, there's an issue you, at the minute, I think. I think. Have you not seen all the palaver with Wigan Stadium and availability for playing the... Is it the semi as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, do, well, I don't know. Do you know what? We're Saints fans, we're going to be biased here. I think Wigan, if you win the... For me, if you win the League Leader Shield, your semi is first. Yeah, you get the benefit of the extra day's rest. Yeah, stay rest. And I know it may sound like we're being biased, but that's it's how it's always been. So just because just because Wigan can't play at the DW that day, that's not our that should never become Saints or whoever Saints are playing in that semi's issue. So they make yeah. us play second, is that what the crack is? 
what, what, what's what's it looking like? What's basically what's happening, Luke? If I remember right, we're going to play it at home to Reading but on the so the semis on the sixteenth and seventeenth of September. Wigan Athletic, that is. Yeah, so so um, years gone by, the league leader would play the first game, wouldn't they? And whoever was in like just second or third, let's say, would play in the the second game because one of the little benefits you got from playing from finishing first was the extra day rest. Well, I think it's this year. It may have been started last year. Sky get the pick of the game they want because Channel 4 get the other game. So yeah. they now choose who they want as the Friday night game. Oh, okay. In reality, it should be us because we <laughs> because we have um, won the league, etc. But now, now with Wigan Athletic playing Reading at home, Wigan actually can't play the Saturday game. Well, for me, they have to then play it away. 100%. Completely yeah. agree. That's what should be happening, but it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. It's the most, what's, what looks going to happen is they look like they're going to get... Then actually, now I'm thinking about it, I mean, this must happen more often than we think. If you're Wigan Athletic, I'd be pissed off if I'm going to play on the Saturday at three o'clock after it's been torn apart on the Friday evening. Yeah, so... Yeah. Let, let's say it bounces it down Friday evening, like an absolute mud bath, and then, what is it, 12, less than 12 hours? Oh, no, it's not And you've got Liam Byrne churning it up the big donkey. Yeah, but but with a laughing joke, but seriously, they could rip the pitch up, and then you're expected to at three o'clock the next day play a game of championship for one. Never happening. I don't think. I think we're going to have to go on it, don't we? So I don't think we'll allow that to happen. So I think we're going to go to play away. No, neither yeah. fixture suits we're going to play. Neither fixture. It's going to be interesting, isn't it? It's going to be very interesting. Obviously, the football take precedent as well. Yeah, and they and also they I read as well they can't even play at witness um, because well, yeah the. Playing the women are playing. Uh, the playing the women are playing Clitheroe, I think it is on the same women, day. So there's women football on that on that day. So there's so Holt Stadium, well not Holt Stadium, the Witness Stadium, sorry, is taken. DW's taken. So Lee's let's say they have to play. They're probably playing in the playoffs as well. Who? Lee's probably taken as well. Right? Yeah. So that's the that's the downfall. For me, that's the downfall of showing a uh, stadium or not owning it. We own our stadium and ourselves efficient. We should st- we should have that Friday game. Yeah, we shouldn't suffer because of Wiggins. Wait, you'd want the uh, later game though, wouldn't you? No, why would you want the later game? No. Why? Why wouldn't you? You'd because want the, the earlier game so you get the extra day's rest for the final. Oh, uh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, if you had the choice playing for I mean so it's it's less than twelve hours, but it counts. Yeah, because we get we get the week off the week before, don't we? Because mm. yeah. Fourth place, third place, sixth, and fourth place, fifth. That's what it works. Isn't it? Yeah, so both teams get the week off anyway. But yeah, for me, whoever wins those two playoffs, lead, uh, we're going to have to go play away at them. Yeah. Or, yeah just, or, or if you can find a neutral ground alternative, it's played at a neutral ground alternative. Yeah, just getting back yeah. onto the games. I think we've got to give Saints a lot of credit for this game. They were they were due a big performance after how poor we've been recently. Yeah, and we absolutely battered them. Like the first, the first five minutes, you could have given to Hull, but after that, it was just a sheer domination. We were unreal across the board. Thought some big performances from like some Makinson, Warmsley. I thought Agnesius Parsi, for yeah. me, most underrated player this year for the dream team. You probably won't got, the second, got the second most offloads, you know. They, I noticed that more than ever in that game. He made some quality offloads. Yeah, and his uh, post-contact meters must be massive as well because he's making five, six meters every single time after the tackler. I'd actually go as far to say if he doesn't make Super League Dream Team this year, I think that's a bit of a travesty, and I really mean that. 
I do, and I think it's just going to go popularity on, on, on Wormsy, I get it. Yeah, our Wormsy's going to get in, but if you're a Saints fan or you watch Saints Week and we go like we do, our best prop this year has been Ignatius Parsley. By actually comfortably as well, I think. Yeah, I think wormsy has been off it this season, but I do agree with you. He'll make Dream Team over Parsley. Um, if we're going to the, back to the first game in the week as well, I think uh, I jinxed Toulouse a bit because at one point it looked like they were coming <laughs> back against Warrington. <laughs> And yeah, then Warrington ran away with it late on. Is that yeah, uh, Toulouse down now, do you reckon? Yeah, it is. Definitely. There's a bit of context to that. We have a little bit of a group chat going on. And as Toulouse started winning, I didn't say none of us said anything in the group chat. And then Jake decided to put Toulouse might beat him here and didn't score a single point after that message was sent. <laughs> um, got two yellow cards. Two yellow cards didn't score a single point after that message was sent. So, yeah, they fell apart. But I think, you know what? They do it to themselves. Wire played all right. Duffy looked good. Getting that, and but actually, I'm gonna retract what I just said. Chris Kendall was fucking shocking. I've just thought about that game now, actually. Yeah, if that is not the biggest example, actually, of the RFL not being the biggest fan of rugby league clubs, I don't know because that was borderline match fixing the way Chris Kendall ref that game. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, he didn't have his greatest game. I won't say it's match fixing, they didn't have his greatest game. But I also think Toulouse killed them themselves. And I'm yeah, finally off the Toulouse hype train, so I think they deserve to go down now. Especially judging off the back of Corey Norman's eight-game ban. Oh, what an <sighs> idiot. Like, what is he doing? Like, that oh. just sums their, their past couple of weeks up for Toulouse. I generally thought they had a really good chance of staying up a couple of weeks ago, and now they've just they've blown it themselves. When... Apparently, there was a talk to Corey Norman signing for a, a different Super League club for next season, and apparently mm-hmm. they fell apart after his eight-game ban. I think actually. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the club boss? I don't know. Uh, probably some shite like Hulk Yeah, but like. no, they don't. They don't need a half. I'm trying to figure who needs a half back. Um, I don't know. A lead sticking with us. Yeah, they'll oh. stick with them over Corey Norman. Wakefield. Yeah. Is Jacob Miller going anywhere? There was links when going. Yeah, yeah, I think he's leaving. <laughs> I think he's going. Is he going Cass? I want to say Cass. No, no, because Cass. Have... Oh, we might be going cast because they're losing Jacob Miller. Could he have been coming up with Lee? Do you mean Jake Truman, John? I just said Jacob Miller again. I? Yeah, I do mean Jake Truman. <laughs> I knew who I meant. Could he have been coming up with Lee? Goes down and comes back up. Yeah, probably. Well, they've got about 8 million Australians and overseas players, haven't they? So, no way. Well, if they Miller isn't the right half-back for Super League. Do I think... it before. Do I yeah. That? But oh, yeah, no. he's just stupid. <laughs> He was just stupid, wasn't he? And, and, and yeah, they are going to go down. All these yeah. Lee players back to Australia has been the biggest mass deportation of Aussies since we were sending prisoners back there. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think as much as we've wanted to lose to stay up, I think Wakefield deserve a bit of credit. They do. They do. They've just battered Wigan. Yeah. And got battered to... Wigan. They beat Catterford away for the first time in forever and probably should have beat us. So actually, the, the past month for Wakefield, when you do or die month, they've really turned it on, and you've got to give credit where it's due. Unfortunately, yeah, they've dug in. They have dug in. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I am still on the Toulouse hype train, <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to say it. Um, I'd say another team you do continue to impress me though, Salford, especially at home. Mm. They've weird, they've weirdly made the AJ Bell an absolute fortress. <laughs> Considering they only get about four fans there as well. I was gonna say with all that crowd, it really gets them going. But they're, but they're playing unbelievable. I mean, Saturday prime time on Channel Four, and they put on a show against Huddersfield, and they, and they battered us a few weeks ago on Channel Four. 
It's like they like the big games. Sorry to um, divert slightly, but um, I'm really enjoying Channel 4. Yeah, I like Channel 4. Have you seen the viewing figures? They're doing well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's slowly declined as, as the games have gone on. Um, but that was expected, but it's doing pretty good. I, it's um, definitely it's good for it's good to get different, different eyes on the game, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I'm generally I think it's the reason for it to have done so well recently is just the the, the mere frustration at Sky Sports commentary recently and how bad they are. Oh God, then I'm really yeah. not a fan. They yeah, are. You may as well watch it on mute. <laughs> I generally have sometimes. It's just when they get the players' names wrong, like. It's not hard. Like, no. get your hands out. I always just feel like saying to them something, get your hands out and do an L. And if you know where the left winger should be playing, it's probably going to be <laughs> on that left wing. <laughs> like, it's not difficult. And, like, it, it's embarrassing that an elite-level sport, and they go, oh, I think this person scored a try, and it turns out it's X. I don't know. But if everyone no, plays on the right wing, and Marshall plays on the, the left wing. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they absolutely loved it that Kevin Agama had gone back over to say, Australia. That was the worst one. Because and Jesus Kevin Christ, Agama how many times? Yeah, how many times? What a try from Regan Kev, Grace. Regan Grace and Regan <laughs> Grace, Kev. I know. Honestly, Jesus. it's ridiculous. It's terrible. But other than John Wilkin, it's terrible. I like John Wells. Yeah, so do I. Actually, he knows his stuff. Just going back to this game. Uh, what do you think Huddersfield? Because they're a bit up and down at the minute, I mean. And at one time, I thought, you'd think you'd as well have thought they were a bit of a threat. And I just can't see them ever beating Saints in a big game, can you? No, I can't see them beating Saints in a big game. I do think they were a bit of a threat. Like, if they play, if they play Wigan in the semi, they could beat Wigan. Yeah, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think. They give them a game of the chance. One of us said it. I can't remember one of us said it off, off air. Um, there's the June upset in one of these games in the playoffs. There always is. And I think. I might have got my fingers and toes crossed that Wigan slip up against one of these teams because that's I think it could happen. Yeah, I think there's brackets to these playoff teams and who's a threat and who's not. And I'd put, uh, at some point in the season, I'd put Huddersfield in the bracket with Saints and Wigan as maybe potential for winning it. Saints and Wigan aren't even in the same bracket, mate. I'm yeah, if you, if you... If you, yeah, I, was, I know what Luke's going to say, but if you're counting our injuries and stuff like that, full strength, no chance. But if you're yeah, counting true. our injuries true. and stuff like that, you maybe have to slip down into true. the Wigan bracket. But now Huddersfield, I'd group them in with Catalan and Castleford, and I'd actually say Leeds are a bit more informed than the rest. I think I think Leeds are more informed than Huddersfield and Catalan. Me too. I'd, yeah. I'd rather play Huddersfield and Catalan. I'm not going to play Catalan, actually. I don't know why. I, spe- yeah. I suppose we're never going to get them away, are we? So it doesn't really matter. I was going to say I don't want to play Catalan if it's in Catalan. Yeah, but that's that's an interesting point actually because if if it stays how it is, Catalan are fourth. They'll play at home against Castleford, which I'm backing Catalan all day there. Who are you back? What, happens if, what happens if we're going to end up having to play Catalan in that semi? What happens then? Mm. So it's a close one. Who do you think? No, I mean about where the, the, the games played. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Yeah. Says a lot about the sport, doesn't it, at the moment? Who are you backing at Huddersfield and Leeds? Uh, at the mm. minute, Leeds. Mm. Me too. Yeah, at the minute, no, with no Newman. Mm, true. Oh, that's a sad one, actually. Uh, going back to the Ten of the Bin story, that he's, his, his World Cup could be could be over. Might not, he might not make it now through injury. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. Well, actually, he might do, because there's no personal... 
God, our centre options have died pretty quick, haven't they? Yeah, we'll mm. had a good game at the weekend. Well, we'll just have the, the Aussie lot. We'll have Gildart and uh, Herbie there. True. Yeah, I'd, I'd take that. I would take that. Um. So who who we seen who do we see making the six this year? Then is it is it who's in there right now, or do we see Salford sneaking in? Or I, don't know. I genuinely don't know because the two side. I think Castleford are playing some good rugby at the minute. I think yeah. they're very up and down though. Yeah, I think that's I think that's like the Rome. only change I think make. I think Leeds are in some good form. I think Rome Smith's done some good positive things there. Yeah, I think they I think they're firm in the six. I think the only people who could drop out is Castleford for Salford. Okay, it's over for me. And whole God, watching them this week, they cannot get in the playoffs. They are so bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you go on a form at the minute, Leeds and Salford, uh, in, uh, for me, are in a better form than Catalan and Castleford. Yeah, I agree. One of them, to surely has to make the six. And uh, it depends how up and down Castleford are. If they get a bit of form... Well, so the, the, team, not, but... the team that's most likely to drop out is Castleford. I don't think Catalan even can drop out. No. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be Saints, Wigan, Huddersfield, Catalan, Leeds in some order. I don't know what the order will end up being. And then it's going to be a shootout between Salford and Castleford, I think. I think you can probably write off OKR. You can definitely write off Hull FC. Yeah. How Hull FC have won 10 games this year is beyond me. They have a good team on paper. It's Right. I, I was saying this to my dad at the game. I would hate to be a whole FC fan just because every year you think they could do it this year. I mean, true. They're turning into Warrington. Brett Hodgson's still in a job. Yeah, I don't know how Brett Hodgson's still in a job. Do you know what? I'm, I'm looking. I'm just looking at this league table dead quick. I know they're not going to stay up, but I think Toulouse needs to get a bit of credit because they've won five games this year. If I think back to the season's gone past where teams have gone down, some people like Lee and London Broncos, they were struggling to win like one or two games. Like, yeah, I, I was literally just thinking the same thing. No, win five games isn't something that should be should be celebrated. But in comparison to the teams that have gone down recently, that's actually more of a competitive season. Like you knew Lee were going down by mid June a couple yeah. of years ago. So is, another big shame, Alec, is is going to be the fact that they are going down. Yeah, shame we never got so experienced. Experienced the away day should have gone. However, yeah, when Toulouse go down, I've been every single away ground now. So that's a good. Achievement to have. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Wasn't it? Only reason you went, wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah, it's a bit interesting. Super League, any last points you want to talk about? I do actually, and it's something that we have debated fiercely on in person, and we put it to our story as well. It's the Wembley Challenge Cup final. I thought we should talk about that. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. So we've had this debate. I think Jake's you're on George's side, aren't you, Jake? More on George's side. I do get your point. Yeah. So more the whole on debate is next year the Challenge Cup's going back to to Wembley, and th- obviously for people who don't know, this year it was at Spurs, which is a sixty thousand seat brand new stadium, unbelievable stadium. Whereas Wembley's the home that Wembley's the main ground in the UK for the finals, and it's ninety thousand. Right? Is ninety thousand it? Yeah. So yeah, my, just under, my, the debate was, it's like having the tradition and being at Wembley and the whole day out, which I do understand, or go to Spurs, where for me, it's smaller, it's 30,000 seats smaller, and looking on the average crowds in the previous years, we can get about 55 to 60, 
which is not far full capacity for a challenge cup for the Spurs stadium. So I think being it's still a massive ground, it's still um still a big day as you go into London, you're still experiencing the London trip. I think it'd be much better for the crowds and for the game looking on TV, being at Spurs than it would be at Wembley. What do you think, George? Uh, well, I mean, my thoughts that it should be at Wembley. Wembley is... I, it sounds like that's, Wembley's Wembley. Like, FA Cup final. Uh, what's it called? League Cup final. Europe, like, we've won World Cups at Wembley. Like, Wembley is the home of sport in this country. And for me, the, and it's the home of the Challenge Cup. No one goes, ah, oh, do you remember that Martin a fire try? That Spurs didn't happen, happen at Wembley. <laughs> You know, I agree, the, I agree, I agree. These, these, it's all the history it goes behind Wembley. You look forward to visiting that stadium. Uh, I actually think on a different topic, it's a bit weird. I think the, I think the um, Rugby World Cup final should be there. I know it's not probably going to sell out, but that's a different conversation anyway. Just think probably finals and big occasions. It's that old traffic, yeah. I just think finals and big occasions in this country for sport should be held at Wembley. Um, I understand the cons. I'd have liked to have gone to Spurs this year if Saints have made it. Because I want to, I want to visit Spurs' stadium as a fan, but as an occasion, not going to be to Wembley. And in the argument of attendances, you've got to think the last two times, the last few times we went to Wembley, like this time we went to Wembley last year, oh, 2021, sorry, oh yeah, last year, is they spread us out because of COVID, and we were in, we were in the open, open middle and top tier. You get sixty thousand at Wembley, that easily fills the bottom and middle ring. You just leave the top ring. Um, Empty. Next, you don't see that on TV anyway. Yeah, I get your point. But what do you think of it, Jake? Uh, I agree with George on the tradition of Wembley. I think walking down Wembley Way is part yeah. of it. You've got the history of the ground. I think it being at Tottenham, and you've said this to me, Luke, how you would like to go to Tottenham's ground and you'd, you'd like to do, just do it the once and stuff like that. I think after, if you keep it at Tottenham permanently, I think after a while, the pull of Tottenham just becomes a bit less and less and less. And then you, you're saying you might have, you might fill it more, but you pull less people there because it's not Wembley, because it's not the traditional Wembley. You don't get people going for the day out. And, and the sport would lose, yeah, that's so true. And the sport would lose the spot at Wembley. Yeah. So they never get it back. But yeah, you, you're right. Like we've been challenged with finals, been a couple in the recent years, haven't we? You see, not as many as you, you probably think, but you see, like, a city, uh, like a coach for the York City, York fans who come down, but you know, like they like to experience it. How many of them are going to Spurs? And then on a second note, I will let you speak in a second, Luke. When you was a kid and you were playing football and stuff, you never, I don't know about you, but you never thought, oh, can't wait to score the winning goal at uh, White Hart Lane. So you want to score the winning goal, wasn't it? I get, I get, I get, I, get, I do understand your points. I think they are good points. But what, what I've come back on you is that Spurs stadium for me is one of the best stadiums in the world now. 100%. Which is one, two, better than White Hart Lane. And two, um, I get the tradition, I do understand the tradition, but is it a case of, I'm just throwing things out there, is it a case of Super League, Rugby League in general staying in the past and not progressing yeah. forward and modernising yeah. the game and thinking what's best for the game? <laughs> do, you know what I do? do you know what I do? I do get that, Luke, but then in that sense, do you, just, do you move the challenge got found up not? Because who are you in London? I think if you're on about the game being stuck in the past, the last, the the first bit to target wouldn't be whether we change Wembley Stadium or not for the grand final. <laughs> yeah, I know. But 
there's a lot other areas you target for maybe being stuck in the past. Like we've just praised Channel 4 a lot. Sky, for me, haven't done, a, done enough with the sport over the past decade. Nope. Um, so I don't think Wembley is the first point of call for moving on from the past in the game. I think that's something that maybe from our past we stick with. Maybe, yeah. maybe, I don't know. I've just got in the head that if you're a neutral watching this game and you see, I know you might say that we can get 65 and it does not take place. I've had as many years, it's not looked great. So even looking at the fact if you, if you don't get a Saints or a Wigan, though, it does, it's not as great to get there. We can't, you can't get 60, 65 without Saints, Wigan or like it. But, that, but that's, yeah, you're right, but that's a problem with the sport. That's... Yeah, but I just, it just if, look, if you turn on the TV as a neutral and you see a packed out Spurs, you see, crowd is unbelievable because you've got that tear, like all the crowds going dead loud and you've got in that conundrum at Spurs. I feel that's a better advert for our game than a Wembley where you look, oh, you can see a lot of empty seats, you can see it's quite, it's quite a big stadium, so it's the, it's the atmosphere like, yeah, do you know in what? I, as much if, as it would be. I get up as a neutral, if you turn on a, a rugby game and see it at Spurs, I don't think you'd instantly think it's a final and an important game. While if you turn on as a neutral and see the game at Wembley, yeah. you'd know instantly the, the what the occasion meant. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think I definitely get your point. Like, I want to, I want to visit Spurs. Do not yeah. get me wrong. Yeah, and, and we will, we will for the NFL. Yeah, like I, like, yeah, I just think you Wembley's definitely somewhere it's got to stay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. You have, you have made some good points to me. I'm not as... Um, I think you needed someone to back you up, Luke. It was two against one. I know, yeah. Interesting. Well, it also would have been interesting to get a Wigan fan's perspective in the sense that they've been and would they go again. Yeah. yeah that's, well, that's, that's, so if, if we have any Wigan fans who follow us on Instagram, I'd, I'd be surprised. Um, well, I know one. one of our biggest supporters is an Instagram. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Fan. Drop, it, drop us a DM and let us know what you thought of your experience at uh, Spurs and if you'd like to stay there. I will actually say, I'm sure I've seen some of the Spurs this year, like where it is. is it? Then it's not much better. But I also I think can... that, that Spurs year what, what is, isn't a great reflection because of Huddersfield. Mm. True. True. Very accessible Wembley as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, yeah, but Spurs will be. It's mm. a whole new complex in areas isn't it? They would have made that accessible. All right, okay. It's an interesting uh, day, isn't it? One, one that's yeah. been vastly debated across the league at the minute. True. Very interesting to get all people's thoughts about it. Um, final thing, Super League try of the week. I have a feeling we're all going to pick from one club here, but that's just because we're a bit biased. But I'll start. Oh, I, don't, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, I'll start with mine. Um, not the most flashy try of the week, just made me, just made me laugh and just who he is and stuff. I thought uh, LMS's second try <laughs> got, came on the back of a short ball. You give Jake Connor a little left foot step, spun around, stirred at him, and put the ball down under the sticks. It was just a whole, just nice. It was a nice try, and it's a stick that someone like Jake Connor made me laugh. So that'll be my try of the week. Go on, Jake. As much as I hate Jake Connor, and I feel like Luke's also going to pick from Saints because we have a bit of a bias going on here, but we all support Saints, so well, he's shaking his head at me. Maybe not, but I've already picked now, so I'll stick with it. You stick with yours, yet? Go on. Giving um, a Giants player a bit of credit, even though they lost. Chris McQueen with the one-on-one yeah. steal off the back of the scrum, taking it off. Uh, in fact, I can't remember who it was off the back of the scrum. Yeah, he has had a good season as well, McQueen, and then goes on and scores. So I thought that was pretty good from him. Good, good, good bit of play. So I'll give it to Chris McQueen. 
Yeah, that's a good one as well. Um, I was going to go Saints, but I thought, like Jake, we were all going to go Saints. I thought Conrad Hull's try was quality from the scrum. Yeah. But mine's not necessarily a try itself. It's an accumulation of tries, and it's Morgan Gannon's double. Yeah. I think he's an emerging talent at Leeds, and he's a young He's dead young, and he looks like he's got a bright future in the game, and I thought, I thought he deserves some credit for his two-try performance this week, and he was in our top four team of the week on our story. It was very true. Yeah. Very true. Well, that is the 10 on the bench. Super yeah. try of the week. I think that's us for this week. We're going to wrap up. Um, it's been a pleasure again, always, boys. And like I said, like we always say, Shaver's plug, give us a drop, give us a follow on Instagram at 10 on the bin. There's going to be a few, like we're trying to be a bit more interactive with questions and stuff like that. So please get involved, send us a few likes and stuff. And yeah, keep an eye out for what's coming. Uh, thanks for listening. Cheers. Goodbye.